Hello and good afternoon or good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to this week's new episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. And here we go, folks. We have an incredible show for you today. Breaking news. Guess what, folks? It's time to ride because there's not another Splinter Cell coming out. Uh, apparently, they have sold out over at Ubisoft and we're getting a new free-to-play game. That sucks. But before we get into the topic, because that's that's the opening topic, there's two things we've got to talk about. First of all, we are very privileged and very honored to have Benji Sales with us. Benji, dude, I've been a fan of your work. I love how you uh, conduct yourself within the community. I think it's uh, it's awe-inspiring just considering your presence within the business side of gaming. Mm. And also, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us. How the heck are you? Ah, thank you for the warm welcome. That is incredibly humbling. I really seriously appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm pumped to hang out. I'm pumped to hang out, pumped to chat. We got a whole bunch to talk about. Um, I'm really excited about it. So thank you so much for the warm welcome. Well, dude, like I said, I've heard you on RDX, uh, one of my favorite uh, podcasts, which of course, Dealer and those guys over there, heard you on other podcasts as well, and said, you know what, I would love to get you on, and here you are, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us, brother, cannot wait to get into some of these topics, and the second part of the, for me as a host, that I'm very excited to talk about, is Kea Sante specifically, because today, for the second topic of the show, he is going to be taking over the microphone in a new segment that we're going to be doing, spotlighting the folks on this show where they're going to be tasked to write their own topic. And then, of course, like the hosts they are, handle their business. Kay Asante, how the heck are you? And the topic you picked today is a hot and tasty one. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much, Boom. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Benji, I appreciate you being here as well. Uh, I'm usually in your chat most most days when you when you get online and start asking <laughs> questions. I enjoy oh, awesome. watching you in the chat, you know, you and, the, and all the questions and stuff. I always think it's real cool. So it, it's a uh, treat for awesome. me to have you here. So <laughs> and the man, the, the Dutch man himself, I always appreciate you being here. And of course, he, he seems a little quiet. He's muted over there, but. There he is. He's not quiet. Don't worry about there it. There you go. So, yes, <laughs> yeah, we, we have it. some interesting topics today. Uh, I, I wrote a little something. It, it's conversation that we've been having in, in, in the Twitterverse already anyway, so we might as well uh, hop on here and, and have that conversation. I'm, I'm looking forward to all the topics, so let's get started. Well, thank you so much. And, of course, the Dutch. You know him as the best beard in the business. Not only besides that, he's an incredible community member. He's having uh, one heck of a show this week, celebrating one year of his podcast. Dutch, Woo! welcome back, brother. Welcome, welcome. Yes, it is going to be. Uh, I'm still dreading trying to manage that show. <laughs> 16, 16 guests. I love it. Show. Wow. It is yeah. going to be insane. But uh, yeah, I can't wait. It's, it's going to be really great. And again, uh, it is about that community. So getting the 16 guests and managing those 16 people, as well as having a seven panel uh, in the first place, <laughs> uh, is mainly just to give give the community back like a, a crazy show just to have fun with for three, two, three, four hours, whatever it ends up lasting, just have some fun uh, and enjoy it. So, yeah, awesome stuff. Really um, excited to speak with Benji today. I've been following uh, your work for, for quite a while now. Um, and the, the best thing about following your work, Benji, is that you are strictly not just the game, the, the business side of things, but 
you stay firmly away from that fanboy nonsense on yes. all sides. <laughs> and that is the best thing about that. <laughs> yeah, thank so, you. I try my best. I, I try my best to, to not get involved in all of that. <laughs> no, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. And they're, they're the people I appreciate most is, is sticking to, to what we care about. And that's the, the gaming sector and what makes mm. games the way they are. So mm-hmm. no, absolutely awesome. Appreciate you. Appreciate it. And glad to have you here. Well, well, thank you let, so much. Yeah, it's great to have you, Benji. And of course, obviously, it is fantastic to have you back. Uh, and more, if you didn't know, Wandering Dutch is recently one of the newest members to this ever-growing family that is the primetime gaming uh, panel. And he brings a tremendous amount of worth with him. And we're great to have him. And last and in no way least, literally the <laughs> loudest man in Canada, <laughs> but the best bull head since Kojak. <laughs> age gamer guy how the heck are you brother well i am doing fantastic tonight and you know what uh, i gotta say uh, first of all i'm excited to be here uh i'm a huge fan of benji sales here and you know what <laughs> how embarrassing is that the very first time i finally get to meet this guy he literally just hears a tirade of foul language from me because <laughs> my pc decided to act a fool three minutes before showtime but anyways enough of that nonsense guys we have one hell of a show for you tonight again honored guest and of course our great panel and our wonderful chat we got some great topics so let's get right into the show yeah you know what folks like you've heard me talk about before uh my show notes they're elaborate and i will dare say that uh Asante challenges me on the elaborateness uh, of the show notes which is amazing because the homework you have to do uh, I, I'm doing an audible. Uh, I did have a topic that I'm going to push forward to the Thursday Xbox Factor podcast because I have to talk about what happened today with Ubisoft. Now, anyone that is anyone that watches my content knows that I'm a huge Ubisoft um, fan. I, 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 I stand if you want to call me. Um, I love their work. I, I, I've been a big fan of the get to this tower on this game, collect this over here, big open world, lots to do, very exciting. I love it. Now, a lot of people don't, and I hear you. What I have been clamoring for, what I have been wrong for, I think five or six E3s in a row, was (laughs) how Splinter Cell was going to show up on the Microsoft stage as a timed exclusive coming home to where Sam Fisher found life on the OG Xbox way back in the days. Now, somehow or another, we have had a multitude of incredible Tom Clancy experiences. Uh, Division, my personal favorite game of the last generation, right along with Titanfall 2. Not Division 2, Division 1. Maybe because I'm biased because it was in New York. I enjoyed uh, Division 2 not as much as 1. Um, And something happened today that I had put out a tweet yesterday that uh, because I know IGN had put out, I think it was maybe 12 or 14 minutes of what was a first person shooter. Now, I didn't see that before my tweet. Now, my my tweet sounds silly, but (laughs) I said that, okay, if the new announcement isn't a Splinter Cell game, I don't like violence, but we're going to (laughs) riot. And so is it time to riot? It is absolutely <laughs> time to riot because what I saw today made me a very sad person, made me a very sad Ubisoft fan, made me a very sad gamer. Uh, the new game that is clearly a take on, well, we got to get some of that cash from free-to-play games has found its way to Splinter Cell 
and The Division and a host of other games that all seem to be one big mashup called X Defiant. Now, I understand if you want to make a military shooter based on the IPs that come with the Tom Clancy name, and I couldn't argue with that. What I didn't expect in my peanut butter was, of course, a skateboard wheel from something like Tony Hawk because that's what it feels like. It feels like they took the worst things from Tony Hawk, threw it into a Splinter Cell game, and you got X Defiant. It's punk rock, uh, according to the video, Mosh Pit-inspired combat. Folks, listen, here's the thing, man. I mean, look, I'm I'm all for positivity, but every now and again, Boom's got to get in his feels. And I got to talk about this. This is gross. This is a terrible attempt on a on, on, on to, to get to be become a part of the free-to-play conversation. And it's gonna be very forgettable. It could be potentially, and I'm not trying to diss anyone because I don't have more ta- he has more talent in his thumbnail than I have in my entire body, but you know, Gears of War alumni Cliffy B came up with a couple of shooters that were extremely uh, forgettable. And I have a very, very strong suspicion, hunch, feeling, whatever you want to call it, that this, in fact, is going to go the way of the Dodo Birds very quickly because no one's going to give a flying F. But I want to bring Benji Sales into conversation. Benji, again, this is we understand that gaming as a business We understand that corporations have investors. We understand that it is about making money. No Mm -hmm. one's ever going to take away from that. Take your feelings and leave them at the door because it's a business like Major League Baseball, like the NFL, like any anything. But this is clearly a cash grab. It's not even a good one. The graphics for what I saw was supposed to be the unveiling of this looked very poor. They looked very janky. What what are your thoughts on this poor? Poor man's shooter, it seems, is like. You know, it's funny. One of the things that I said to someone, um, like, kind of after I saw the trailer and I saw the concept and stuff, I said, you know, this to me feels like a game that's it's either going to be a huge hit or a colossal failure. Like, it's hard for me to see, like, any middle ground with this game. I, I don't know. It just feels like one of those things that, it's either going to blow up, like it is going to find an audience and do crazy well, or literally the exact opposite. I, it's just so hard for me to imagine this game kind of chugging along, middle of the road, you know, some people playing it. Because it's so, like, even the way it's being received right now, it's so polarizing. Yeah, I feel like it's going one way or the other. Um, you know, it's, it's clear that Ubisoft is heavily pursuing a free-to-play model moving forward. You know, um, they haven't really been that shy about it lately. Um, you know, the last investors call I was on it and they were just openly talking about free to play like crazy. Um, it's definitely the, the way they're headed. Um, and to me, it does feel like a big gamble. You know, uh, they had so much success in the AAA space, so much success with franchises like, you know, the division, like you mentioned, like, uh, even ghost recon now breakpoint. Not so good, but the one before that, Wildlands, that was a huge Wildlands, I have 500 plus hours. Yeah, it was a huge I got hit. every achievement. It was incredible. Wow. Yes. Huge hit. You know, I, Rainbow Six, I could kind of go down the list, right? They had so many huge hits with AAA. Um, Free to play is not a guarantee. There's so much competition in that space. You know, you look at stuff like Apex Legends, you look yep. at stuff like Valorant, you look at stuff like Fortnite. Um, 
you know, you really got to pull Call of Duty Warzone. Yeah. You know, it's going to be hard to pull Halo players. Infinite yeah. this fall. Hey, yes, spot on. Halo Infinite coming up, which if you, you know, free to play. So it's like, it, it just seems like it's going to be so hard to break out. And I feel like that's why, like, as you mentioned, it kind of feeling like a cash grab. I think that's why they're bringing in all of these franchises, right? You're seeing the Splinter Cell references. You're seeing the you know uh the division references they're trying to get eyeballs on this by using those ip and i just have i i genuinely have no idea if this is going to work or not i feel like it's going to go radically one of two ways either a total bomb or a huge hit and i'm not sure which one you know what here's the thing you know you made mention of it and it is literally the elephant in every room of every gamer that appreciates a third person story driven spy thriller that has the name or takes the name of tom clancy and that is mm. splinter cell mm -hmm. now this has become a running joke within the community within uh these uh you know within all aspects of games media um you know friend of this show randolph 19 actually spoke to someone a couple of years ago that played the, the uh, a splinter cell game that somehow got shelved canned whatever um, and it is, it's one of those, I mean, look, I, I'm going to say this, it's hard to believe. And folks, this is a fact. This is not, this is not my assumption. This is an actual thing that a, a splinter cell. Uh, and when you say splinter cell, Sam Fisher, at least in my opinion, is as relevant as any major game character, Mario, Master Chief, Kratos, you name it, you can put him right there shoulder to shoulder because of how many games he's had and how many incredible experience we have had through those games. Somehow or another, he missed an entire <laughs> generation. Mm. How is that a thing? Like, and now we're into you know, year technically year one, because you know, it can't, you know, the new consoles came out November, December. So it's not a full year. So this is technically year one. But once we come around to the end of the year, we'll have an entire full year, which would make nine years without an actual Splinter Cell proper. Like, I'm not even sure who's running the show at, at Ubisoft now, <laughs> but that is a bit of a head scratcher. Kay Asante, let's bring you into the conversation with this. This is one of those, um, those it, it almost seems like a one of those, a dream, a nightmare, if you will. And <laughs> I can, if you would have said this to me, after let's say splinter cell the third or fourth one that the last splinter cell we're gonna see is gonna take nine years to get i say you're freaking crazy that's leaving money on the table it's sam fisher for crying out loud what what first of all what are your thoughts on that and what are your thoughts on this new hot garbage that they have come that they release free to play this is the face of a person who is not surprised. Um, yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, how many times have we played this game? It's it's so unfortunate. Actually, what I was expecting was I was expecting to see Sam Fisher in this game. Just yeah, to, I agree. Make, to add insult to injury. That's what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. You know, just like <laughs> that's Sam Fisher. Have, have you not seen the artwork? Have you not seen the artwork? I was seriously yes, hundred <laughs> percent. I was waiting for, it. and they didn't announce it. It might still come because it is a free to play game. They right. might still go, 
Oh, and we have new operators. Oh, they're selling you a skin Fisher. with Sam Fisher's face on. That's it. right. There's that's no right. doubt about it. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's just you know, and that's what's what's to be expected. I, I mean, I would at this point, I I'm looking forward to Sam Fisher's dating sim before I'm waiting for Splinter's <laughs> help. Like, forget about it. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, I'm talking with folks in the chat. You know, I don't care. Please, Sony, not Microsoft. Sony, buy them. I'll pay the seventy-five dollars. <laughs> yeah. I just want a game. Yep. Please, just a game. Mm. Now, I, I will preface it by saying, you know, I'm one of those rare heathens. I also play VR, and I hear there's a VR game coming, so I'm excited for mm -hmm. that. But I understand that in general, you know, that's not what we're here for. You know, one of my fondest memories is, you know, and do you still have that uh, that, that sound effect on your phone? <laughs> you know what? I have to find it, sir. I don't have that's it readily right. available because I'm One of my I'm fondest memories yes. is that sound effect uh, on Xbox, OG Xbox One, you know, they had the weird cloth effects that were just beyond compare at the time. Like, dude, the even the, the graphics it, were okay, but even the cloth the, effects it, were insane. Look, what about the spider web effects in the vents? Mm -hmm. They were mm -hmm. like godlike. Yeah, and when it goes black and white, it just looks so real. Like yeah. that's the game we remember, you know. And it's just never gonna come back. We we need mm. to just get over it. Uh, community, let's give each other a hug. You know, let's mourn the loss. It's a wrap. Like, come on. Every time they open their mouth, we get surprised and disappointed. I'm sick and tired of it. I want to be surprised by good things. We are mm. never getting a Splinter Cell game. We just aren't. And mm. about this game, it is hot garbage. Of course it's yeah. hot garbage. You know? What you've noticed is every time Ubisoft comes up with something new, it's because something new that, that one of their, their producers has pitched, right? And if they don't do that, then you get stuff like this. You know, the first Assassin's Creed, yay. The additional Assassin's Creed's after, formulaic. You know, yeah. and you can see that consistently. And it, it it seems to me that they've lost the creative brain trust over there. They, they make quality games. You know, I, I put hundreds of hours into Valhalla after putting hundreds of hours into Odyssey, after putting hundreds of hours into Origins. I like, didn't like I've Valhalla, to be honest with you. Like, I did Valhalla not. Valhalla was I... a bit, bit dialed by numbers for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't like the way they did the, the weapons. I didn't like the way, you know, they were slowly kind of changing the formula. I still love Odyssey and Origins more. You know, Odyssey is so over good. I love Odyssey. Yeah. And, and, and after mm. I spent, like, almost 200 hours in Origins, I went... Oh, I probably don't want to do this. It's getting tired. And then I spent another two hundred in Odyssey. <laughs> and at that time, uh, uh, they were they were uh, testing something that would eventually become Google, uh, Google Stadia. And I was part of the test group, so they gave me a free copy on my PC, and I beat Ooh. it there too. <laughs> you see, <laughs> so I've been playing these games forever, and I'm expecting them to, you know, they 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 follow the internet. They, they they're on Twitter. They oh, know yeah. that any any single. Like gamer, not even Ubisoft game, gamer in general. What's yeah. the game you want to see? We want Splinter Cell. Everybody yep. says so. And and year after year, they refuse to even mention, or hey, we have something in the works. Hey, we hear you. We're trying. None of that. And then they come out and they, they, they're they very full-throated in their confidence, and they release hot, hot trash. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, my, my part of this whole thing is to convince everybody, please. Let us mourn the loss. It's it's a wrap. <laughs> Let's yeah. move on. It, it, it's very un, you know I, I'll say this. It's very unfortunate that we have come to uh, come to this point where we just expect to be let down. And uh, you know, again, I I, I, wrote, I wrote I wrote the tweet being facetious because I knew that it was they were not going to uh, bring a new Splinter Cell and drop it on a Monday 
an average Monday in the summer, that's something that you would have dropped at E3 because you have the most eyes and you get the most, you know, you, you they can tell their investors, hey, listen, we had a million views on this new trailer and or 10 million views. So, you know, yeah, give us more money. Um, Middle-aged gamer guy, let, yes. listen, let's get your opinion on this because I, I'm sure it's going to be a, a hearty one at that. Um, <laughs> this, this, this game that is coming out uh, looks to be uh, a skater boy's uh, nightmare dream come true <laughs> with with uh, with a first person shooter kind of thrown in as just cover. Uh, when I heard the, the producer say that, yeah, this is a mosh pit inspired shooter, I I literally stopped watching the video and only <laughs> finished it because uh, you know I had to do we had to talk about it, but it was like nails on a chalkboard because I was like, what the H just happened. Uh, and this is what they gave us, and they think that somehow with factions that we're going to somehow really enjoy the fact that the split, you know, uh, you know, the uh, you know the, uh, the upper echelon, uh, uh, you know, of, of of gamers, of shooter gamers who appreciate a good story, who who appreciate quality shooting, which I didn't see. Uh, we're going to uh, somehow gravitate to this because it's free to play, and we know how free to play is. It, it it's it is what it is. Some people do it great. Some people do it terrible. This looks like it's terrible. What is your thoughts? Well, or what are your thoughts? I should <clears> say. I have several. Um, free to play is a fickle beast. It you is. know, it's <laughs> mm -hmm. either people gravitate to it immediately and just latch onto it, and it becomes a monstrous success, or it utterly fails. You know, that and, is spot I mean, there's on. No, there, <laughs> there is no in between right. with that genre. Mm -hmm. uh, and the thing is. In their defense, why not take a shot? I'm not saying it's going to work. I don't think it's going to hurt their reputation because they do have their reputation with their games. Now, you got to look at what's going on right now. I think that the reason why you, now, I'm going to bring up the Splinter Cell thing first because you know you, you brought it up. A couple people brought it up, right? And I think the reason why you haven't seen a Splinter Cell is they're making so much money off the franchises that they have now. Look at the Rainbow Six situation. Yeah, Ooh. look at the attach rate of of gamers uh, that are playing that game across PC consoles, whatever. Right? It is unbelievable. It is almost unfathomable how many tens of millions of people are playing that game. I tried it. I hated it. Not for me. Yeah, it's <laughs> not, for, not me. for me. Yeah, right. Not for you. But it's it's obviously for somebody, you know. So <laughs> there's that. The other thing is, look at Grand Theft Auto uh, Six. We haven't gotten a Grand Theft Auto in now. Eight years, it's Maybe going longer. to be minimum yeah. from, from what, we're, what we're hearing is that it could be another three or four years down the road. So you're talking like 12 years before we get another one. Why aren't mm -hmm. they doing it? Is because they're making so much money off of the GTA online. They don't have to. They're they literally have officially sold 145 million copies, right. Right. and it hasn't even released for the PlayStation 5 and Series X yet. Right, and, and, they, and they made more money on Grand Theft Auto Online last year than any year since the game launched, and it's that right. old. And they made more money on GTA Online last year. It's insane. Right, so so think about where Ubisoft is sitting right now from a business perspective. They're saying, what's the point? So they're looking at, like, uh, you got the division making money, okay? And it, it did make money. It did well. You've got yeah. Rainbow Six making money. You've got Assassin's Creed. Whether people love it or whether they hate it, 
And you know, it's funny, you, you know, Asante brought up something kind of funny. He's like, you know, I kind of didn't want to do it. I kind of, you know, I kind of got tired of it, but he still put 200 hours in. <laughs> I was into it. What does that tell you? It's like crack. Okay. It's Indeed. Like, I, I'm not addicted. I'm not addicted, but you keep putting it in you. I can stop anytime I want. Yeah, I can stop anytime I want. No, you can't. (laughs) Assassin's Creed Valhalla broke every Assassin's Creed record to date. Mm -hmm. Now, the other thing that's interesting is look at this fall. Now, for uh, we have the beta for this coming out August 5th, if I'm not mistaken, correct? I will be playing it sooner. (laughs) Um, Now, I got to be careful about what I say because I am a Ubisoft game tester. So uh, I'm going to kind of tip tiptoe around this but it's interesting that uh, the, the beta is coming out early and they did not give a release date but you know that i think a couple of months of tweaking this and that i think we might see it by late fall early winter okay now if you look at the landscape the gaming landscape of what's coming out this fall my god it is a first person shooters paradise slash hell it's okay gonna be it's crazy. a little bit of both. it's like, going you, up against halo infinite well it, it's not just uh, that asante there's a laundry list Okay, First, yeah, there is a laundry list indeed. You've got you've got you've got Halo free to play. You've got Apex Legends. You know they're going to come out with a new season right in the middle of all this. Yep. You've got Warzone, which you know they're going to have a free. Uh, they're going to have a, a big update before the yeah. fall, right? Because mm-hmm. from what we're hearing, you know, there's a lot. It may, there's you know, there's some trouble behind the scenes with the next Call of Duty mainline game, right? Yeah. So what better way to mask that? They're putting a, you know, a whole map on Warzone, a couple of tweaks, make it like make it big and shiny so that everybody forgets that you know this new Call of Duty might be a convoluted mess. You've got that. You've got Back for Blood coming. You've got Fortnite with a new season coming. Okay. You've got Battlefield 2042 coming. Yeah. Which is Where's tracking this ass. Yes. You know, this is gonna be a mess. Right. Mm-hmm. So now the thing is, either this thing is going to do well because it's free to play or or everybody's just going to completely forget about it. Like the Cliffy B games, because what's going to happen is you've got all these other big time games coming and it's going to be interesting where these games end up. Now, the thing is, I think like, for example, I think um, uh, Battlefield 2042, like we said before, going up against all these free to play titles, including this new one, Defiant. Okay. I think that they're going to be dead in the water unless I, I know people don't like when I say that unless it goes into Game Pass day yep. one or very shortly after they are going to have a major problem. But that's a whole other situation. Yeah, I think um, Battlefield's going to be massive. I, I think it will. I think it's going to be massive. Can you imagine? Forward to that. Yeah. People, can you imagine the comp? Can you imagine the competition though? When you've yeah, got competition, that is very true. The competition is absurd this year. It is right, crazy. And, and Benji, half of those are free to play. Yes. Yeah. yeah so the but, question for Battlefield for me is definitely going to be legs. Launch is going to be ridiculous how big yeah. it's going to be. But yeah, the question yeah. is, does it have any legs? Right. And it, the it's thing is probably going to be the biggest EA game in years. For that. Yes. But when you got that paywall in front of you, yeah. a lot of people, especially in the fall season, you know how the fall season is. Oh, okay? yeah. The fall season is like uh, September to December is like Christmas for us. It's like a new gift every week. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for Game Pass, everybody would be broke right now. Okay, yes. We don't know what Sony's up to. I- I'm sure mm-hmm. they're going to have a-, a show in August or whatever the hell they're doing. And uh, then you've got all the stuff coming in Game Pass. You've got all these free-to-play going on. And then in the middle of it, you drop this Defiant. Eh. Yeah. So I'm kind of on the fence of where this is going to, if it's going to do well. Uh, I people will give it a shot. I don't see why not. I mean, it, it is Ubisoft at the end of the day. They still have, they're still a worldwide uh, brand that does really, really well. Uh, not really well. They're doing incredibly well. 
And uh, because of that, people might give it a shot. But the thing is, at the same time, like I said before about um, uh, Rainbow Six, Rainbow Six started off okay. And then it started to build. Look at mm-hmm. uh, look at another game like Sea of Thieves. Started off okay. And then all of a sudden, it's crossing 10 million players plus on a fairly regular basis. Right? Mm-hmm. So this could be something. Nobody gave Fortnite a chance. Nobody. And I know it because I've been listening to podcasts for years <laughs> and years and years before I before I grabbed the mic myself. Okay, and people didn't give Fortnite a chance, and look what it did now. Mm-hmm. This could be—I know—put some laugh emojis in the chat, folks, because it, you know <laughs> this might be the next Fortnite. You don't know until it's in people's hands. You know, Benji said it earlier about right. being You're a polarizing. Right. They really did do that. They really did turn around some of their other IPs. And it took a while, too. But it they takes really a while. did do it. You're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. But the thing is, Ubisoft has patience. You know why they have patience? Because mm. they have the money to. They have the yeah. money to be patient. So, nope. you know, nope. Benji was saying something earlier about this game being very, uh, very polarizing, at least from the reveal. Mm-hmm. It will be. It'll continue to be polarizing until it is in people's hands. Once you play it, the key to all of this, never mind all the blabbering that I've done for the last five minutes, but the <laughs> thing is, at, at the end of the day, until it gets into people's hands, okay, when they get their hands on those controllers or on those mouses and on those keyboards or, or on whatever the device they're going to be playing on, until that happens. So that is the key. The key is they're going to have to nail mm-hmm. the gameplay and make it engaging for gamers. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, I the re you know, and I'm sorry, Boom, that I've been tiptoeing around this because I can't really talk too much about it. Right? No, but no, no, I, that makes but, sense. Yeah, <laughs> and you know why. So I, I'm just kind of giving you an overview of what I think may or may not happen. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's all about uh, you know Ubisoft's performance in the game, and at the same time, then that's going to translate into how gamers react to it, especially in an extremely competitive fall season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look. All I can say is that first impressions uh, in gaming, maybe yes. not so much in in real life, but in gaming, definitely g- gamers remember. Uh, they certainly do. Uh, when you first saw and played Apex Legends, you were like, "Whoa, this is special. This is the next yeah. iteration of what free to play games need to be. Completely out of left field, no fluff." No, nothing, just here. Here it is. Play it. Do you like it? Whatever. You know, the um, other thing, boom. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, brother, but right. they also didn't, they just kind of shadow dropped it, did they not? Yep. Yes. Didn't they yeah, just Apex say, by the way, like a shadow today. drop? <laughs> yeah. Shadow, shadow dropped and played like Titanfall. So, yeah. All yeah. Had and a, I mean, I, I remember it. They just said, yeah, it's out now. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you mean now? Like, there was nothing. So maybe that also adverts um, or subverts um, uh, expectation. As well, so I I don't know. I'm sorry. I, it, it just it's kind of like a little bit of a thing, you know. Like maybe they, maybe they. You're right about the first impressions. What I'm trying to get at is that, you know, maybe with this first impression, maybe it didn't get everybody really on board or whatever. But like I said, now they're going to have to produce. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, again, I I think what you're ta- what's going on here. We're going to get Dutch's opinion, and we're going to move on to Kaysante's topic. Is the fact that it, it, it it's tracking poorly. Uh, I you know I, I'm I'm looking on the views and views no are low. I I didn't tweet about but views are low. None views are broken, the, I looked at it specifically. I said you know let me wait a couple hours and see what the if it percolates and the people don't care. No one is watching the next free to play Ubisoft game that has that's mosh pit inspired. I'm I'm telling you folks, <laughs> uh, real quick, got to shout out a good friend of this show, 
Special Nick from the Xbox era is mm. in our chat. Nick, hey, hey. what's up, brother? And nice. folks, if you didn't know, I will be guest appearing on their Saturday show on the 24th. I'm very excited. I think what they're doing over at Xbox era is tremendous. And uh, I think that, again, it's, it's in my list that I listen to their show each and every week. One Bad Mother, as a matter of fact, is going to be joining us next Monday. He's a writer over at Xbox Era. I can't wait to hang out with these guys. And John, of course, who is the uh, the host of the show. I can't wait to be over there tomorrow to get uh, you know get their take and hopefully even maybe get privy to some behind-the-scenes news that only <laughs> Nick knows because obviously he knows things. Uh, but uh, Dutch, we got to get your opinion on this. Listen, when, you, when I say Ubisoft, um, I think of what really resonated with me last generation and specifically it's Splinter Cell. Uh, I'm, I'm not Splinter Cell. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I have 19 days in that game, folks. So Odyssey was so good. So just do the math. 19 <laughs> times 24 tells you how much time I, I put into that game. Now, I completely fell off a cliff with um Valhalla didn't like it I tried to get into it it just I don't know man it, it did not resonate with me the way the Roman stuff did I don't know why that they is. did the Vikings wrong I hear you yeah maybe maybe Come on, but I, 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 again you know this is this is one of those moves now what's concerning Dutch is prior to this announcement we had heard that the next Assassin's Creed is going to be free to play, right? And they kind of backed off on it. They kind of went, they, they, they went, they went silent on that because they obviously the people were, were kind of upset. Like, whoa, 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 it's like free to play. Am I gonna get my my story-driven stuff or am I gonna get a free-to-play crap that is I'm gonna have to buy skins for? And yeah. now you put this out there. And you kind of wonder which Ubisoft is this? Because this is not the Ubisoft from last gen. This is a this is and again, it's a business. We get it. We understand it's a business. But man, they seem to have really changed direction. And I think that it could be in a fairly bad way. What are your thoughts are on this reveal of X Defiant? Well, first of all, to, to much to Benji's and and uh, Mag's point. It's, it is going to be either a massive hit or an, an absolute cluster mm -hmm. F. I'll let one finish that one off. Uh, <laughs> That's where I'm at. <laughs> primarily, there's two ways these, these arena shooters go, and they're very highly focused on core FPS shooters on Twitch and streaming sites. If the likes of Shroud and if the likes of those big multiplayer shooters online play that game and they hate it and they stop playing it and that streaming dips down it's gone yeah there is no resurrecting that game you seen what happened with pubg pubg's still going but are their numbers anywhere near what they used to be no nope. hell no no you know why that is because the likes of shroud etc said this game's just not fun anymore we're just not digging it anymore they dropped off straight away Unfortunately, and or fortunately, if you get within that little click where they continuously play that game on their stream, continuously, 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 it's spreading the word. More players are playing it. More people are talking about it. They're seeing the streams. They're seeing the clips. 
so on and so forth. It resonates within players. The other side of it is is seeing Ubisoft go down this thing of right, we need to get into this this free to play section, make this quick money that we've seen the likes of Call of Duty and Apex Legends and things like that start to build up on. We want a piece of that pie. It disheartens me, however, to see an abundance of Tom Clancy material in his wealth of books and material that he's built up throughout his entire career, just yeah. literally thrown to the side, yes. ignored entirely, and then they make this. <laughs> like You've got so much potential avenue to go down with with his material that you could choose to make something really exciting and brand new in the world of Tom Clancy. Instead, you stick his name on it, make some generic arena shooter, and then just push it out. And that's yeah. just, this is what Taboom was saying. It's Ubisoft are starting to really lose their, their, their core of what they used to be and are just kind of losing track of what, what made them in the first place. Yes. Um, it's, it's hard. It, it, again, it's going to be either a big hit or a big miss. And that's primarily down to how it personally how that takes on the on the Twitch uh, gaming community, whether or not those big streamers resonate with it, and whether or not they continue to stream it consistently for the for the first opening few months, mm-hmm. is whether or not that's going to gain traction. If they play that, uh, and and if um, Doc etc. Are, are just like loving it or hating it or just literally panning that on stream, it's that is going to go down in the dirt. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Um, it's it's not for me. As soon as I see it, and then I, then the audacity to put a Splinter Cell esque character right on the front, <laughs> right on the front image. Oh, oh man, it's insult to injury for sure. Ooh, Jesus, it's they it should can't make be Michael that. Ironside the voice of it. You know, the like, can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> that would be devastating. I already, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you, Dutch. I I, yeah. I find the use of, of of Tom Clancy's name in these game a game like that almost downright disrespectful that i understand it's a business and they're paying for that but considering of what splinter cell uh you know tom clancy rainbow six tom clancy ghost recon those always had real powerful stories within the tom clancy game that they were selling us and this rainbow six now is not what it was no it isn't anywhere near what it was it's still it's still a really good shooter but is it anything to do with the Rainbow Six universe that Tom Clancy no. created? No, is not at all. Nothing to do with what he created in the first place. It is entirely <laughs> separate from completely left left of what he originally envisioned and what the original Rainbow... Like Rainbow Six on PC, whoever played the originals, that mm, game was that tough was as nails. Fantastic. Like, those terrorists would literally one-shot you in the head if you turned <laughs> the corner wrong, and that was <laughs> that. These days, like... No, it's it's it isn't the same. They're losing track of this of things, but unfortunately, because in some respects, like you said, like Mag mentioned, Rainbow Six has still got a huge player base. It took a while to get up to that, but they're very dedicated player base, a very mm. dedicated community. That's that's still doing well. Oh, it's one of the biggest Go- in the world. Yeah, one yep. of the biggest shooters in the world. Ghost Recon's lost its way. Like the original Ghost Recon and Advanced Warfighter, brilliant. Um, and then again wildlands really good breakpoint uh, terrible terrible yeah 
And yeah, so I heard, it I literally, it literally point, took them a year that. to add your three other comrades <laughs> yep. to, to something that was standard fare when when Wildlands came out. You were able to, you know, run around with, you know, with, with three of your buddies or, of course, you could play with the, you know, the, the bots controlled by the computer, which I did mostly, and it was fantastic. This over here took almost a year to get that. Again, it's I, I don't know what's going on. There's certainly been a lot of leadership change in regards to like sexual harassment uh, stuff that went on at that company that might have moved a lot of people. And there's, there's, there's unfortunately, there is a lot going on at Ubisoft. And I mm. hate to say it, man. They're one of those companies that were the holy grail of gaming, at least in my opinion, have completely fallen off a cliff in regards to uh, quality uh, control. It's, 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 it's terrible. Uh, but it's, you know, it's, I think it's I think it's more. It's not even just quality control now. I think they've just got used to just pumping out pumping out titles. Like again, much like Call of Duty does. Like, are they really refining their game if they're making a game that's coming out literally every year? Like, how can you actually advance in a game where you just uh, one year's not enough to kind of really make a, per, a, a any actual substantial refinements to a title? I think anybody in gaming knows that if you play. For instance, if you play the Grand Theft Auto, as much as we hate the fact that it's like once a decade, you might get <laughs> you might get the next iteration. At least the jump from four to five was substantial. Yes. Yeah, the jump from yeah. three to Fair four point. was substantial. Yeah. Call of Duty, the jump from one to another is just a different setting, but the same stuff and the mechanics are often still broken when you're playing. The, <laughs> the, the balancing issues are still prevalent in every one of them. And then they've got to spend the first six months ironing those balancing issues out. So it's for me, it's a case of these, these some of these companies just need to take a step back and go, right, okay, well, we're not going to pump out another Assassin's Creed the year after. We're not, not going to just pump out another Tom Clancy game the year after. Well, Step back, take three, four years out, say, right, okay, the next Assassin's Creed is going to be in four years' time, and yeah. we're going to actually refine the game properly. <clears throat> Some of the, they're just so focused on rolling out titles to make quick money and things like that, that they're just losing track of what it's all about in the first place. Uh, yeah. Just to clarify, by the way, that free-to-play Assassin's Creed is not part of the mainline story. By the I way, know. they are developing an actual first, like a single-player story. <laughs> besides that like that's still that they're still going to do the main storyline one and then this one's just sort of an experiment on the side yeah again um, it's it, 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 it's it's just but it, what it does is that it just piles on top of negativity that you get when you talk about free-to-play games that look as bad as this yeah yeah and, sure. and you're and you're expecting that well if you're a fan of free-to-play games uh the the next single player story driven uh title is going to potentially look and play because again, uh, not all free to play games are terrible looking. Apex Legends is a perfect example of that. That game looks next gen. Um, but I, I, look, all I know is that this is this is very disappointing. Uh, this is not how I expected to start the show, but we had to talk about it because it is literally relevant news. I do want to move on to uh, topic number two, but that topic is going to be. Kay Asante, who's going to be taking over host for a moment okay. uh, while he reads this, because it's a very relevant topic. It's something that's super important. I think it's super relevant because it's been it's been a hot button topic uh, where emotions have seriously got involved. Uh, but real yeah. quick, I have to thank Flame for not one but two 
super chats. The first one comes in at two dollars. He says, "Ubisoft be like Splinter Cell, who never heard of it." <laughs> and indeed, that is in fact the case. Is the case. We also have um, Flame drops a second five dollars super chat and says, "I'd like to provide some an antidote, an antidote to the jury." Uh, um, Splitgate is exploding regardless of what else is out right now. Sadly, we are not the audience. Another is. Yeah, you know what? I hear you on that, and I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with you. What I will say is this is no Splitgate. This is uh, 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 what looks to be chopped up uh, from the cutting room floor, thrown together in a game that looks awful. It The shooting looks awful, and like I said, don't have your producer come on the air and say it's mosh pit inspired. That's not what I think about when I think of Tom Clancy. Sorry, I don't know. That's that's the part that really got you, huh? I can tell. Like I said, I, I, I wasn't sure whether I was watching a Tom Clancy game or a new jet set radio with guns. I, I wasn't sure. Uh, but you know I'm what? Uh, I, I get the point though, because I am still open to the idea this could be a massive hit. I'm telling you, it could. You know, like, Benji, it could. That's Benji. why I said it's going to go one of two ways. And I'm not really sure which one, because here's the thing if it plays good, like these people like Shroud and stuff, they don't care about Splinter Cell. Like, they just don't care about like the past in terms of like that connection. So if they play it and they love it and they're telling, you know, their massive amount of viewers to play it. It could take off. Now, I personally am more apprehensive. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to do well, but it, it could. The, the potential right. is there. You, you know, Benji, you mentioned that. Sorry, I, I know we're going to move to the next topic, but it's just going to be very quick here. My kids watch, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Slogo Man on uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. And he plays, uh, he's a, a English, uh, British, uh, like young kid, basically. And he, he plays Fortnite, stuff like that. Um, and he also plays games like Gang Beast, whatever. He's still getting 140 million views <laughs> playing Gang Beasts. It's crazy. That game is terrible. Yeah. You know what happened? My kids came to me and said, Daddy, do we have Gang Beasts? And actually, it funny enough, it was in Game Pass. And I said, holy mackerel, it's in Game Pass. They downloaded it. They can't stop playing it. Now they're playing it with all the neighbor's kids, this and that, mm-hmm. whatever. And it took off because mm-hmm. one guy started playing it with his friends on YouTube, not Twitch. He's not a Twitch streamer. He is strictly YouTube. But this YouTube's guy gets 100 becoming big for that now. It's hey? becoming big for that. Dude, the guy's getting 140 million views Crazy. on Fortnite and Gang Beasts. This guy Crazy. is unbelievable. Slogo yeah. man. Or else he plays Minecraft or whatever, right? But anyway, the point mm-hmm. is, if so, if one of these guys latches onto it, just like mm-hmm. you're saying, Benji. It's all it takes. It's all it takes, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, one of the really big ones, you know, not like necessarily like the small streamers, but if you can get a couple that really like it, right? You can't get them to play it for a week and then bounce off. You know, they got to really like the game. But if you can get these big streamers consistently playing it, I mean, you never know. For me, it doesn't really look like a game that's speaking to me, but no, who knows? Who knows? It could blow up. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, again, all, all, certainly only time is going to say, uh, is going to tell, and, and I think you're onto something. Either it's going to hit big, or it's going to completely flop. <laughs> I, I think the latter. That's just my opinion, but I'm not an industry guy, so what the hell do I know? I'm just a knucklehead <laughs> with the microphone. <laughs> Kaysante, please yes, take over the show, and let's talk about your topic. Topic number two. Yeah, well, this is an evergreen topic. Uh, it, it returns every time. 
from software releases a game. <laughs> mm-hmm. This time it came from a very unlikely source. So let's get the the let's get the timeline out of the way before we get into the discussion. Yeah. So in preparation for the the uh, uh, Psychonauts two release, you know you have uh, you have Double Fine releasing dev diaries constantly on their YouTube channel. The latest one they showed off was more extensive accessibility features, including invincibility mode. You know nothing surprising. Uh, invincibility mode was also in Ratchet and Clank, you know, so mm-hmm. just to help those who need it. During the promotion of this uh, dev diary, Microsoft tweeted out in support saying things like, you know, if you beat a game on the lowest difficulty, you've, you've basically beaten the game, you know. Uh, that was followed up. Here's where it gets interesting. It was followed up by somebody from Fanbyte, a writer from Fanbyte who says, well, I only ever play games on easy mode to beat them, and that will never change. You know, some folks thought, heard that and thought that might that, that, that might have rubbed folks a little wrong. And then the conversation really got started when, when Colin Moriarty, as we, we know who Colin is, uh, tweeted the following. And this is a quote. If you can't or won't beat a game on anything other than uh, harder than easy, and you're reviewing it from a view, reviewer's perspective uh, and giving the review of an average player, then your criticism is worthless. Seek out critics who actually like video games. This is all getting a little trite. That, that, that's what seemingly kicked the ball off here. <laughs> now, <laughs> the internet exploded into like really he- heated debate, you know, uh, discussing the merits of difficulty levels in general, why we have these features, who they're for, and some whose opinion is basically folks need to get, get good, quote unquote, right? Mm. Now, my opinion on it, as far as from the re- reviews perspective, if you're reviewing a game, I think that all aspects, all the features of the game need to be reviewed, right? Not just... The, the, not just the difficulty level, but all the aspects of the game. Not and, and most folks don't play the game just in one mode. There are multiple modes, things like that. So all those things would have to be taken into consideration. Now, depending on the type of game you're talking about, where maybe there's priority paid over story versus gameplay, if you at that point want to play easy mode, that might suffice, right? But it still needs to be on a game-by-game basis. And I, I also think it needs to be disclosed, right? In the in the in the review any way you want to do it, mm, I do like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Say what difficulty be, you beat it on. That's right. Beyond that, to those who always say get good, you know, they, I think they need to remember that the features that are being made here aren't for most of us, right? They're for the the few of us who have these disabilities, and without them, you know, th- th- we have to make certain concessions for them to be able to enjoy it as well. You know, in many cases, this is the only way they can actually enjoy the hobby that we enjoy all the time, right? So all the internet gatekeeping and judging mm. seems very inappropriate and kind of insulting to those who need these features to play, right? So I guess my question to the panel about all this is, you know, how do you feel about reviewers only reviewing on easy mode, you know? And what are your thoughts on the broader discussion related to accessibility and who it's for and, and, and all of that? So I, I guess we'll start with the man of the show, Mr. Boomstick. How about you? How do you feel about it? Well, I mean, for, first of all, fantastic topic, brother, and thank you for writing it. I, I think that it is a relevant conversation. Uh, I, I think that this 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 conversation uh, has two different heads on this beast. Um, from the reviewer point of view, uh, now if you if you if you kept up with the thread, uh, Colin Moriarty, who I am a fan of, came back and reiterated what he meant. Uh, and he talked about in his uh, in his um, in I, I don't want to say fix and in, in more of a clarification for what he was saying 
was wasn't it because it was originally taken out of context for people with disabilities should di- how dare you play this game on you know on, on easy if you're missing a hand god forbid or something like that and that's not what he meant he probably should have been a little bit and he's a very intelligent man i will tell you that i haven't had a chance to work with him yet i'm hoping to get him on the show eventually one day uh, what he meant was for the reviewing community right now again if you are someone that is disabled and plays a game on anything uh, as a matter of fact, um, I, I, th- there is a particular person I actually commented on um, that's on the Noof Nukem podcast on Sunday mornings. That that uh, that clearly, and I don't want to shout the guy out because I don't want to give the guy, you know, you know, you know, have people, you know, blast him if whether they disagree or agree. Uh, and I came to his defense in a big way because some he had put out there that he so he was getting a lot of slack from the community, like. Folks, like, grow the f- up already, please. I mean, this is person. This is a person with a disability. How effing dare you tell this man how he should play his game? Like, you have to be effing insane. And he got a lot of got a lot of slack from the community. Of course, I came into his defense immediately because I don't like that bully shit. I'm sorry, I won't stand for it. Whether it involves me or not, I got to get involved because I guess that's ex popo coming to play. <laughs> I can't take it. Um, and um, you know, listen, he and he and he he he, he, I, he felt the need to clarify. Well, I didn't say I was gonna play it, but I'm saying it's there if I need it. Well, I told him you shouldn't have to owe anybody an apology. You play the game how you intend you want to play the game. Now, for the reviewing community, well, that is a horse of another color. Um, and there is also a bunch of factors that go into this. Uh, if you get a game. Two weeks before it's supposed to its street date release, like a lot of the companies do, mm-hmm. you should, in my humble opinion, at least play it on normal so you can get what the developers intended most average people to be represented. I, I, I think that is why most games are already on normal, right? Not on easy, but normal. Um, because now you have the time. And, you know, 14 days gives you plenty of time to, you know, remember, you're playing extensive hours, you're writing, you're playing, you're writing, you're going back and forth. That is no easy task. I've done it, folks. It's it's hard. It's a hard thing to do. Um, But you have the time to do it. Now, am I going to discount someone's review who got the got the, you know, the code three days before the game drops and they're playing it on easy to kind of run through the game? I mean, I, I listen, it's a. Again, folks, it's a business, right? It is a business, so they they have to do their job. Um, but I, I will say that, in my opinion, the average player is expected to play said game on normal, and that is the difficulty that most developers put there as the standard for the best experience. Now, if you play it on easy... Good on you. If you played on ultra hard, even better for you. I, I I don't know what to tell you, but I think there really is a very defining line that runs down this conversation between someone who is disabled and actually needs these uh, easy modes to enjoy it. Because again, their enjoyment is paramount, right? Their, their, their experience is supposed to be put at the forefront. If they want to try it on normal, by all means. 
it's it the opportunity is there for them to in to, to try and play a game in normal to but if it becomes too difficult then they go and they play it on easy and who cares they're playing the game they're enjoying themselves as long as they're having fun who do have cares yeah but yeah. for a viewer i think that look this is going to come off as as maybe me being full of shit and i'm not <laughs> um there is a very different media type these days and i'm not i, I listen i i'm i'm an old guy i'm 50 years old folks. i'm gonna be 51 in september so i'm i got i'm a little long in the tooth but my uh my opinion on today's writers certainly are not as good as the IGN, I mean the EGMs and and the video game magazines and the diehard gamers and Gamers Republic that I read hard copies. I had the physical copies of these books because that's all they sold them. I really appreciated those writers back then. I think there are a lot, and not everyone, because you don't want to put everybody under an umbrella. There's a lot of lazy gaming media types that are doing it for a job but they don't want to put the actual work and it's not everyone so if you are one of these lazy writers that kind of just want to get the review in for your clicks for the article that you wrote and you're playing it on easy well that's a problem um that's a problem but i someone had said something before we went to this you i think it was uh you case aren't they maybe when you write your review you should say hey disclose game, it that's right yeah. disclosure yeah. game it, played on x difficulty i think that that's is right fan freaking tastic yeah. to be honest with you the, the reason why i actually put that in there is because since this in, in in researching this this topic and hearing what's going on online and everything else you know there, there are some very interesting community members that who represent that that uh, the the diversity and the and the yes. accessibility community, you know, uh, Stephen Stephen Spawn and a few other other folks that do some really good work in that area, and that's what they they bring up. You know, they actually they find a review in easy mode or very easy still useful because that may still be too hard for certain people, right? Mm -hmm. So there is a use for it. It is useful to say, hey, I played it on easy. I did it this way. I do agree with Colin on this one as well because the way she came off with it. Was a little bit too arrogant. I would, I would say arrogant. A little bit of uh, you know, yeah. and so so as much as you want to run to her defense, because clearly you know the the person who 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 tweeted in no way, shape, or form had as much power as the person who retweeted, which blew up her spot. Clearly, so yeah. you first want to go to her defense and say, oh, she must she 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 must be innocent in this. But then you read what she wrote, and you're just like a little arrogant. Next time yeah. you you know you may want to calibrate it differently, but. You know, I, I believe that there's there's you know there's room for all of them as long as you disclose, right? Even mm -hmm. folks who don't have disabilities. You want to play with easy mode? You want to play with cheats on? Do you, man? You know, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that the other dude who's playing hard mode uh, it makes it any less for them. I do agree on, on the flip side of it, and myself and Everborn have had this conversation, and he <laughs> did put the bug in my ear, which he makes a point. You know, uh, uh, gamers of a certain age, you know, we're we're in the forties, you're in the fifties. You know, gamers of a certain age, we remember when difficulty levels gave you, it, it gives you character. You know, it takes <laughs> you a while to, to knock it back. But when you do, it, it's something you'll remember forever. Mm. I get all that. You yeah. know, and that still can stand. Kid Icarus comes business, to mind. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kid Icarus <laughs> comes to mind. For me, it, it's Ninja Gaiden comes to mind. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, man. Ninja Gaiden, Woo! ridiculous. Yes, yeah. indeed. And, and, and if you're older like me, you remember getting up early, playing before school, and dying like a thousand times, but you got somewhere where you press pause and your NES stayed on 
while you were at school because God you can come forbid your back. mom shuts oh, it off. Oh Lord, <laughs> she's done it more times than I want to admit. But yes, absolutely. But great, dude. I hope I answered the question. That was fantastic. Indeed, indeed. Please, by all means, continue. Oh yes, and and I guess we we will switch to our to our our guest. You know, Benji, what are your thoughts yeah. on on this? And you know, it's an important topic, as as Boom has has correctly pointed out. Because of maybe the person who who, who retweeted it, because of the, the inflammatory nature, folks started conflating a lot of the, the, the accessibility community's concerns with mm. just the general reviewers, you know. You know, it, by and large, when you separate them, it seems like it's a more straight, straightforward issue. What what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, you know, I think it is one of those that's that's kind of complex because there are so many layers to it, right? Yeah. We're talking about different things. We're talking about you know, we're talking about reviews, we're talking about player experiences, we're talking about potentially developer obligations, you know, how much accessibility do you want to make sure is in your game or developer vision for something like from software where they don't believe in difficulty modes. There's just like so many layers to it. Um, you know, Colin's always been really nice to me. You know, he's he's been very supportive of me, actually. And he's mentioned me on sacred symbols and stuff before, which is crazy. But he's always been super, super nice to me. My my stance on this, I think you kind of hit it a home run whenever you said just be honest about what difficulty you played on yeah. in your review. You know, everyone at the end of the day, like video games are entertainment and people not everyone wants to play hard. Like some people, even without disabilities, they just want an easy mode. They just want to be able to go through a game, not have that extreme challenge. And to them, an easy mode review could be valuable. I think that, you know, that's spot on. Just be very upfront, be honest, say, hey, I be, I reviewed this game on easy difficulty or I reviewed this game on the hardest difficulty. That way people have context around what you're saying, you know? Um, Oh, sorry. Was this? Yeah, no, sorry. That, 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 oh, okay. No, that, that, that was me. I, I, I was moving the, the stuff. And I didn't mute it. That's, We're gonna start dancing. I didn't know what was going <laughs> on. Whoa, man! We're getting that. Man, that was so, on me. So on the uh, on the reviewer side of things, I, mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think it's wrong to review a game on easy. I just think you need to be very clear if you're playing a game on easy. You know that that is stated up front in your review because you could, you know, potentially if you're not being upfront about it, mislead people about how challenging a game is or not. So. You'd want to be very, very honest about that. One thing I'm not a huge fan of is when people um, say that From Software really needs to force these emotes into their games. At the end of the day, I think they're the creators. That it's their vision. They can do whatever they want with it. Um, you know, there. I'll be honest. There's From Software games I've beaten, and there's ones I've never beaten, and I never will beat because I got hard and stuck on it, you know, and yeah. I bounced. <laughs> yeah. So, but but Cuphead it is, is one of those games. Yeah, but it is what I it cheated is. to beat it. I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I do think it's great whenever you see games like uh, Ratchet and Clank, and like what we're seeing with Psychonauts, where they have it super accessible, tons of different options. You saw The Last of Us do a ton of that. You've seen a lot of games really push. You know, Microsoft with the accessibility controller. I think that's all amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'm all for all of that. But at the same time, I also don't love when people are like super aggressive about someone like From Software, and they're saying, you know, you're wrong for mm. not having multiple tiers of difficulties and stuff. You know, you do have to also conflate that in a way games are entertainment, but they're also art, right? There's this weird juxtaposition between the two. And, uh, you know, From Software doesn't want an easy mode in their game. I, I think it's okay for them to not have it.
But well, it's a complex that, topic. It's all over the place, right? That, that so just goes layers. with the Benji. That just goes with not every game is it's for every, for game. every gamer. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very true. Yeah. Very true. And, and I do yeah. feel super sympathy for someone that does get hard stuck on it or isn't accessible to play it. Right. I'm not saying mm -hmm. that they are wrong for feeling that way. Like I said, there's been mm -hmm. from software games, you know, that I straight up, <laughs> I, I just can't beat it. Mm -hmm. Um, so it is unfortunate, but at the end of the day, that's the game they wanted to make. And they know that that is going to turn some people away from it. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it is what it is, but I'm also all for favor of as many accessible accessibility options and easy modes as, as there possibly can be. In, I completely agree. Yeah, I completely agree. Myself and Everborn, we were actually having a chat when we had a chat about this. We we uh, uh, hypothesized maybe uh, not not obviously not forcing because forcing is never the way, right? You you want the the artist or the 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 the, the team making the game to, to bring out their vision, but possibly whether it be a unified industry standard, whether it be on PlayStation and, and mm. Xbox and wherever else, and say, these are the minimum standards that we wish to champion, and we advocate that you use this. If you don't have the resources, we'll give you resources to add it in, if mm. that's something you choose. You know, Promote it rather than force it. So that, it, mm. and, and under, under more of the guise of letting more people play because of the accessibility nature of it, you mm. know, that might you know, standardize things across the board uh, it, it is what it is. It, it's not easy because the minute anybody says anything about this stuff, then there are those who come and get, ah, stop being a baby. You know, it, yeah. it becomes, it becomes a difficult conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, Mag, what, what do you, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, uh, I'm sure you have thoughts. <laughs> Just a couple. Um, mm. When it comes to the reviewers, um, yes, they should. I don't think that it's absolutely necessary that they need to finish whatever game they're reviewing on, you know, the hardest mode out there. I don't think I don't think that that's absolutely necessary to get, you know, uh, the idea, the concept, uh, the story, and of course the gameplay loop and everything else. You can get all that on a lesser difficulty. Now, now saying that there are nuances in a harder mode that that do change the dynamic of the game. 100%. Okay, like for yeah. example, like when I played Last of Us 2, I played Last of Us 2. I know I usually what I like to do is when I play a game, I'll play on normal first, right? Just so I can get like a lay of the land, right? So I can, mm -hmm. you know, I understand what I'm getting at, what I'm getting into, all that kind of stuff, right? And then if the game really grabs me, and it usually does, like if I'm, you know, I, I am very particular with my games. And um, if the game grabs me and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go back and play it. A little bit more on the on the on the harder you know on the survival difficulty or whatever right and that adds a whole lot more to me because then all of a sudden i'm like wow okay now i really have to strategize every single room that i walk into <laughs> or every single area so now what i find see i like to do that i'm i'm a problem solver in real life i'm i like the problem solve in my gaming so i will literally sit back and i will analyze an entire section of a game and say, all right, I'm going to shoot a crossbow through Jimmy's face. <laughs> and then I'm going to crawl over here. Then I'm going to do this. Mm. And then I'm going to grab, you know, whatever, whoever's pants and pull them down over here. <laughs> and then I'm going to do this. Hopefully this happens. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then, mm. but you have to nail it. Perfect. Right. Mm -hmm, and so yes. that adds a whole new aspect to it. Now, in terms of being a reviewer, there, there's no need for that. Now, the thing is, I've actually seen a lot of reviewers who play the game. They don't say what level they play it on, but they do make mention. And you got to admit, 
if you read a lot of reviews, okay, like I do, they do say in the review somewhere, it might only be a sentence, might be two sentences, whatever. And they'll say on the harder difficulties, it adds blah, 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 blah. So you know that they've at least, you know that they at least taste tested it. Okay. So they probably, now the other thing is you got to look at time constraints too. A lot yeah. of these reviewers don't get these games like two months in advance and they no. get the poor, you know, 19 days, like boom, <laughs> on, on Odyssey. They don't have 19 days. They might have five. They might yes. have six. And, Very you know, common. They also have to eat. They also have to sleep. They also have to go to the bathroom. They also have to, you know, deal with their family. Like, they got stuff to do too, right? Come so on, I, casual I, gamer. Come on, man. It's like, it's like making truck drivers drive 19 hours a day, right? Ridiculous, like they stopped yeah. all that. So, but anyway, the point is, it's like you could get through the game on whatever difficulty. If you, you know, and get through the game, get through the story, you understand the, uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the game loop itself, the graphics, everything, you know, the music, all that kind of stuff. And then from there, you can go back and you could play like maybe one day, maybe one of the days you could go back and play whatever. But I don't think it's necessary. For someone who's reviewing Resident Evil Village that, you know, he has to go back six times and then he has to play it with a can opener dressed in a geisha outfit or something stupid like that. Like, you know how they have these stupid things like, you know, uh, 30 achievement points or whatever, a gold trophy. Uh, finish Resident Evil with a can opener dressed up uh, as a hooker. Like, come on, man. They don't need to do that. All the information that they got you've already gotten it's like you know when you sit down you play a game you know within the first few hours exactly what you got you mm -hmm. know what you got mm. you know the gist of yeah. it you know that the graphics are going to be good uh, uh sound design um uh score mm -hmm. everything the gameplay frames all that kind of story you're going to get all that in the first few hours the fact that they finished the game entirely i don't think that difficulty has anything to do with it and I, I think that people arguing about it is ridiculous my one problem with reviewers especially now and this is something that an old man would say which i am and boom <laughs> I, I would imagine you agree with me is that these re reviewers learn grammar first <laughs> oh, or, oh, oh. Why don't you learn some grammar and spelling? <laughs> when I have to auto, when I have to correct ninety percent of your article, learn how to write first, then worry about the difficulty of the game. That's what I gotta say. That's the old man right here talking. But anyways, besides all that, <laughs> as for the players, okay, uh, you brought up Cerebral Paul. He's actually a good friend. He's a good, good friend of mine. I speak to him all. The, we speak to each other all the time. I actually messaged him earlier today too. And accessibility for someone like that, you know he's not going to be able to play some of the games, whatever. He's very open about it. Yes. And he says, I yeah. just can't do this game. I can't play this game. I have physical limitations, whatever. So why should he be excluded from a certain experience, right? If he wants to go and play on the easiest mode possible, whatever, because he wants to enjoy the game however he wants to enjoy it, then that is entirely up to him. That's none, nobody else's business how or why he does 100%. it. Yes. And anybody else who's in the same vote. But there are also people who just don't have time. You know, like, for example, I uh, someone brought up Cuphead. I think it was Boom. Boom brought up Cuphead. I have not finished Cuphead. You know Dude, why? I only got to the second island. I'm I can't not even gonna stand find it. <laughs> it I cheated on the last boss because I just had to do it. I was just like, I'm done. Good on you that you cheated. Good for you, man. I had you to do it what? because I was like, screw this. I do not want to break another controller. I broke a controller. I <laughs> wish I could give you an achievement for cheating. I, you know what? I would you know, give you one. Be. 
<laughs> like a minus achievement, like minus you know. 50 for cheating. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, like, you look at a game like Cuphead, and uh, uh, I I thought that that was probably one of the most brilliant ga- mm-hmm. concepts of a game I've ever seen. Like, yeah. to bring back 1930s animation, hand-drawn, all the work that went into it. Well, I never got to complete the damn game because it was too hard. And I yeah. want somebody in the comment section to say, get good. Well, guess what? Get a job. Okay, because not all of us have 16 hours Indeed. a day. Oh, some of us have children, the cupcake monster. <laughs> okay, like I don't have all day to fight, you know, Mr. You know? Popcorn Man and all this other stuff. Like, like some people just want to be able to play the game, enjoy it, move on from the experience. Now, I understand games like from software, um, I avoid them because I it's not actually about the difficulty. Funny enough, uh, what pisses me off about those games is that there's no map. Or like they yeah, make you learn, learn the like, little thing. Absolutely no idea where you're going. At you have no idea where you're going. Give me a waypoint. Put an arrow. Do something. Like I can't stand that stuff. Another another one that really pisses me off is that uh, the Star Wars one. What's it called? Um, ah, the one that just came out like the, uh, two years ago. Fallen oh. Order. Uh, Fallen yeah. Order. That, Fallen that, Order. Yeah. That map. Okay, I actually oh, wanted to email that is its them. Own say, difficulty if you guys level, make yes. a map like that again, I'm going <laughs> to find you. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And, and like, like, just give me a waypoint. But anyways, that's that's a whole other thing. But you know, people can avoid those things. It's mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, you got a company like from software, and you know, uh, actually, uh, it was Kesante who said it about artistic vision. At the end of the day, a video game is not just a video game; it's a work right. of art. Yes. And boom, you know that I I, I do stuff like this with my uh, the pulse music stuff that I do, mm-hmm. and we realize that you know that's why we wanted to you know showcase that it is an art form this is something why is this any different than a uh, than a person who spent you know thousands of hours painting a canvas it's no different these guys spend thousands of hours making interactive entertainment so if it is their vision at the same time so you see how this is very multifaceted yeah uh, it is it, complicated topic it's very complicated benji mm-hmm. you were saying that earlier is that if that is their vision and it's not something that jives with you or connects with you on any kind of a level, then you move on from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not everything, yeah. you know, like Boom said, not every game is made for every gamer. And yeah. the thing is, not everything is made. Like, do you go and watch every movie that comes out in the theater <laughs> or on Netflix? No. No. You skip, you go, yeah, And then you go to the next one, you look <laughs> at it, you're like, oh, Victorian love story. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll skip it, and then you'll see, oh, Fear Street, people stabbing each other. Perfect. <laughs> right? This weekend, fantastic. Right. And so, exactly. So you see what I'm saying? Like, I mean, what I'm saying is that if, if the front software game is not for you because, you know, the culture around that game is the difficulty, right? Yes. Great. Then if you don't want to play, if you want to play it, go right ahead. If you don't want to play it, move on. But don't think that there's any kind of an entitlement. There is an entitlement problem in this community. And a lot of people think that everything has to be made for them. That is not always the way it goes. So this is a a hydra of a problem. Okay. All these heads. (laughs) And and there's really no, you know, there's really no appropriate answer to it. You know, it's just that there's miniature answers for each little Mm-hmm. You know, for each little, like, you know, a Aspect subject, of if it. you want to yep. say, or like each yep. little thing. I completely agree. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, like, there's a little bit of everything. I hope I gave you everything that you're looking for. I try oh, yeah. to give you as much oh, as yeah. I could. No, so, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. What I will say, my only part, while going through all this, my only part that I wish folks would better understand is, while we debate the, come on, man, you can do better, you know, uh, uh, the reviewers should review this and review that, I will say, uh, to your point, Mag, Halo. If you don't play Halo at, the, at, at its at its at least 
semi-hardest or hardest difficulty, you've missed like 60% of that game. Mm, heroic. Yeah. Really I think heroic's it. the sweet spot. Heroic yeah. and, and, and it's not only just the difficulty as far as the flanking or whatnot. They say different things. They swear mm. a different way. There's, mm. There are parts in the game where I, I, I think I actually even screenshotted, uh, uh, recorded it and put it on, on the net where they're like having a banjo contest and singing and <laughs> never heard it on the normal. Dif- like right. there's some Easter eggs in there that you won't see if you don't at least test those waters. So I agree with you on that. Where where I have, have a, a bit of an issue is when these things come back up, it seems like it opens the door for folks to get a little outlandish and not remember that some folks feel bad enough having to use those features to to be able to be Mm. part of the conversation. And Mm. you speaking the way you do completely insults and disrespects them, you know? Mm. So I feel like folks need to be a bit more cautious in their, you know, oh, you're you're a this if you use this. You're a that if you use this. You know what I'm saying? Why do people care? Not everybody can do that. Like, why do people care what other people are doing for their enjoyment? Exactly. You know, like, and by I, saying I those things, it. you're insulting people and you're making people feel bad who yes. themselves have had a hard enough life as it is because they need those features just to play. You know, mm-hmm. that's yeah. a little bit I, where, I, where I'll, I'll say, say something you know? to be a little vulgar. Mm-hmm. Don't be Please. a dick. How about that? <laughs> well, Indeed, the problem yeah. is there's Indeed. a lot of them in this world, you know, yeah. Yeah. and the what thing is do? like you know. people like to stick their fingers into everybody else's pies. Why don't you worry about your own pie? Yep. Okay, don't worry about what this guy's having over here. And this goes, I mean, you know, not even to get into anything else, and I'm not going to, like, whether it's like, you know, sexual preference, politics, whatever else. What do you care what these people what what these people are doing? They're happy. Let them be happy. Yes. You know what I mean? And that applies to gaming as well. If someone if this if this game makes somebody happy and they say something about it, and then some, you know, then some jerk online, right? And it's like, good. Yeah, what do you, you know? care, man? Let him or her or, the, like, anybody, let them enjoy whatever they it want to take enjoy. Any, anything away from you, right? You know, you know what I mean? It, it like, it's not it exactly. You know what? that You nailed it, Asante, because, you know, I can't play Halo on the highest difficulty. I tried. Holy hmm. moly, that is tough. Yeah, I need man. friends. I need friends to do that. The correct way to play Halo is to play on the just under that's the it. highest difficulty yep. single Heroic. player. Heroic. That's what that's Heroic. what Andrew was saying. Heroic's the sweet spot. And enjoy yeah. the game. And yep. then after you beat it, you call yep. up three buddies and you say, okay, <laughs> and then you go, and then you go to Hard Mode legendary. on Legendary. <laughs> That's right. Wear your pampers because we're going to be sitting here for 13 hours. Let's go. That's right, how Dutch, it's done. Dutch, take us home. What do you think, man? Come on. <laughs> as, as quite a few of you have mentioned, accessibility is such a wide topic to talk about. Yeah. Um, but it's one of, of I'm thankful I've had uh, Gabby Mitchell, who helped create the accessibility controller on, on the show before. Awesome. Um, also, very shortly, I'm going to have, um, and you might not have seen him yet, but he is a, an Xbox ambassador. He's also helped the coalition uh, with some of their accessibility features. He's called Sightless Combat. He is a completely blind gamer. Oh, wow. Completely blind. Um, but he's also a Twitch streamer, uh, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, he believes That's impressive. Like, Gears of War mm-hmm. Horde mode of just his one of his latest streams. He's headshotting people all over the place. Uh, oh, wow. Which is nuts. It makes me think I need to get good. <laughs> <laughs> he can't yeah, even see indeed. the screen and he's headshotting people. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I need to up my game. Mm. Um, but he's, again, accessibility is such a wide and varied area. And the reason Colin got a little bit of a kickback from the community for his comment 
and why he needed to clarify in the first place was wasn't specifically from just the normal community because some of those accessibility or uh, disabled reviewers mm. picked up comments and said yeah. okay so my view my review is worthless then is it <laughs> mm. because we're reviewing it on a certain difficulty level because we have to because we're disabled mm -hmm. um, some of them were just joking around with them in jest um, and yeah. i think intentionally just poking the fun but um but that's what of course and then other people didn't understand the way they were poking fun at his comments uh and then took it seriously opened but the floodgates it yep. opened the floodgates of course some people took it the wrong way some people after of course initially reviewing his comments when i seen that bite-sized image before he went on to do a thread i mm. was thinking the same thing i thought mm. oh you can't gatekeep like that like mm. yeah. it, it, that's a bit too much. Uh, then seeing the further thread saying, listen, this isn't about like gamers playing on easy difficulty levels. This is about, spe about reviewers. reviewers. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the one thing he didn't do at that particular stage was kind of highlight the fact that there are reviewers, and, and quite a few of them now, that review games for the accessibility market and yeah. how, they, how they play games. Uh, and how those games are for those with accessibility and how easy it is, et cetera. Um, and as much as you might might not realize it, but there are things that even from software do to help with accessibility. Um, it isn't anything to do with difficulty. And again, difficulty in a game like that should remain like that. That is the mm -hmm. vision of the developer. Yeah. But there are still ways and means of helping people with disabilities to be able to try, at least try and play that game. Yeah. Um, but again, um, it is. It's such. A, it's just a varied, a very, very topic. Really, the there shouldn't be a gatekeeping on on what you want to play or how you want to play a game. If you want to play it on the easiest difficulty, go for it. That's fine. Mm -hmm. um, as people have mentioned, and it is a fact, higher difficulties on certain games unlock certain things that you don't get in other difficulties, and that is. It's more of a, like a Easter egg. Should it? Should we say with little features that are put here and there to more to celebrate the fact that you're giving it a go on these harder difficulties it's not to kind of take content away it's more of a well done <laughs> i will i will push back and say if you haven't played on the hard difficulty you've never seen master cheek take his helmet off <laughs> and he does that on the hardest difficulty only one you'll see otherwise he keeps his helmet on Yep. There you go. For anybody who hasn't played on harder difficulty, go play Halo on the harder difficulty. He takes his head off at the end. There you go. And there was a, yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you, 100%. Was it not on was it Halo 5 where the ending was entirely different? Depending on the... Special, special ending for Halo yeah, 5? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they always, yes, 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 yes. Legendary, they always mm -hmm. sneak in extra stuff at the mm -hmm. ending. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. So you have no, to but you're you're absolutely correct. It, it's yeah. not necessarily a uh, oh if you if you didn't see this you didn't play the game. It's more a little enticing for those who choose to partake in that in that aspect. And and you know more power to you if you can't do it you can't do it. If you can there it is. It's for you. You know. Uh, exactly. Again, my my only preface in, in all of this is not even Colin because I think Colin was a, was was a straight shot in this. You know, it's just the fact that that door opened and folks started conflating those two things, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and I think, I think we all need lesson, to be more mindful of that stuff. The lesson know, to I, be I learned on this is just to be more clear with how you're saying your things in certain places, especially exactly. with a larger voice. <laughs> mm. 
when you've got a large yeah. voice like that, unfortunately, you need yeah. to be crystal clear about what yeah. you're and saying. You might need uh, to read your thing before you hit, you hit send. You know, let somebody read it real quick before you because <laughs> it might come back no, to bite you somewhere. <laughs> no doors left for interpretation. Unfortunately, exactly. the bigger the voice you get, the bigger that interpretation can be. If you see, that's a hundred percent spot on. And yeah. when yeah. when it's in text form, it's even mm -hmm. worse. Yeah, no nuances in there. Worst. Yep. 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 Yeah, it is 100%, the worst. 100%. So there but, we go. Um, Boom, you can have your show back. <laughs> well, listen, it. honestly, dude, this is something that we're going to be doing moving forward, folks. Uh, obviously, there are a lot of people on this panel that are hosts of their own shows. So in the future, you're going to see this segment come back where I'm going to task, you know, said, you know, uh, person on the panel to write a, uh, to write a, a topic that they are passionate about. And we're going to let them take over as host for the topic. And I think that's important because everyone over here is a rock star, at least in my opinion. And I'd love to hear more from them than just answering my questions. But before we move on to the final topic of the night, which, of course, is the thumbnail. I mean, we're talking about Sony, their fans, mm -hmm. and Nixus being the studio that could be bringing a ton of PlayStation exclusives to PC. I got to catch up on the Super Chats. I'm going to start first with Sir X-Man, good friend and generous friend of the show. He drops a $2 subject and says, late super, but people still play Rainbow Six Vegas. I would love an HD remaster. I know I shouldn't say that, or even mm -hmm. a new Rainbow Six. I, Vegas was I love my those jam. games. Yeah, those, those games were, And you know what's crazy? There's two, right? Two yeah, those dude. Vegas they, games. Yeah, so they were good. Remember and you they were, put your face in them? And they were very... And they, yes. You <laughs> oh, yeah. Your, you could put With your the Xbox camera. Games. Could scan yeah, them. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Th yeah. Those were very reminiscent of a Tom Clancy story. There was a story behind what was going on, and we missed those days. Just like the old, old Ghost Recons, not the new ones. The old ones were fantastic on the 360. Uh, our good friends from down under, Upspec Gaming, drops a very generous eight dollar um, super chat. And says, "Great show, team." Now, if you don't know who. Upspec uh, up Gaming is. This is someone that not only am I proud to support, but I endorse their product. They are the makers of the X screen coming out exclusively for the Xbox Series S. And it makes that a portable, uh, somewhat of a portable thing. Mm. Uh, the screen looks absolutely fantastic. It closes and folds down perfectly on the Series S. And all wow. you have to do is plug it in, tighten the screws, and you have your gaming screen. And all you have to do at that point is plug it into the wall. That's it. And I think it's an amazing product. Folks, their Kickstarter got filled and done in 20 minutes when it launched wow. last uh, last last week. And I couldn't be I couldn't be more prouder as a smaller uh, content creator to support upset up spec gaming and uh yes i will in fact be reviewing it because they're going to be sending me one so i can do an unboxing and a review of their product totally looking forward to that excellent so, so definitely go and check out so up spec microsoft gaming. should microsoft should totally give them some credit because i have a series x i had no reason to buy an s i saw the x screen I now have a Series S. Wait, there you wow. go. Yeah, Seriously, I 100% bought Little Man just to get that thing. <laughs> I was just like so excited. Awesome. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. So, uh, you know, again, all of their information, folks, is in the show notes. If you want to get more, if you want to, you know, I, I keep them in there normally. They're, they're a sponsor of this show, and uh, I'm a big supporter of their product. There's two brothers. 
It's a small, it's it's a mom and pop uh, kind of a, a of a startup. We got to support these guys. Get over to upspecgaming.com and check out what has taken over the industry in a big way. And I, I'm I, big, big things coming for that small company. And I cannot be. I'm happy to say that I may, I may in fact be one of the people pushing their their product and and getting people to find it. And uh, again, this is a small channel, but I appreciate the opportunity. And Dan the Man Cunningham, generous friend of the show, he drops a five dollars hoop chat and says, "I find it a shame when difficulty levels are too high to finish a game like Cuphead. The effort that they mm. put into the game makes it a disservice." Interesting and very valid point. And another generous friend of the show, Dan Lazaro, drops a very generous five dollars hoop chat and says, "Colin is always acting like a jerk, so he can't." Be- so, so he can't be surprised if people take his words out of context. Uh, he should stop being a jerk. Look, again, I haven't had a chance to work with Colin. I'm hoping that changes. I, I really want to get the guy on the show. He was on the Iron Lords podcast. He completely knocked it out of the park. So much so that now Cognito yeah. is a part of his startup since he left uh, Kind of Funny Games and uh, I couldn't be prouder for him. I couldn't be prouder for Cognito. And listen, you know what? I, I will say this. I've listened to Colin for years, and I hear what you're saying, Dan. And I'm not. And I, I don't defend anyone's uh, anyone's actions. If you feel he's acting like a jerk, listen. I'm not going to argue with you. He's a little brash. I will admit that. Uh, he's a very confident man in the way he talks, and he's not does not shy away from controversy. I will give him credit in this particular aspect that the minute he wrote what he wrote and he started getting it from the community, he did reiterate what he meant. And it probably should have been put out there like that initially. But I think we've all been guilty of that. You know, we're rushing to say something. We say something like Twitter does not have an edit mode. Damn it. So now it's out there. So you either got to delete it or you got to take it. He didn't delete it. He left it out there, but he just added to it. And I think what he added to it is really what he meant to say. But again, everyone is entitled to think about whoever, how they want to think about. But I definitely want to move on, folks, to topic number three. And this one is pretty interesting, folks. This one, I think, is going to have some long legs here. Um, And uh, look, one of the biggest things uh, when you start talking about PlayStation, they're a very passionate bunch. Now, some would even say that they are not the nicest people. Now, again, each community, <laughs> each community is responsible for having gamers, right? People in their fields, and then the toxic community. Every one of them has it. The Xbox folks has it. Even Nintendo has a toxic community, if you can believe it. Well, one of the biggest things that has been a talking point for PlayStation that many of their diehard fans, but of course the toxic community have staked their claim in their their flag into the sand, is how PlayStation exclusives are PlayStation exclusives. That looks like that's about to change, folks, because in a report from a, da- a data miner who who uh, happens to be someone uh, uh, very reliable in that community named Lance McDonald, well, apparently a lot of these 
bangers, Joe, Mr. Bearbit, if you're listening, I got to put five dollars into the swear jar. PC, yeah. Every time I every time someone says banger, Joe takes off his headphones like this and he pretends he's gonna quit. One day he's gonna quit, and I'm gonna be very sad. Um, so I said, that's every time I say banger, I said, sorry, Joe. God damn it, another five dollars into the pot that we're gonna use for giveaways. But yes, a lot of these big mm. PlayStation exclusives are going to be coming. Now, there's a lot of people scratching their head about this. And Benji, I think you might be one of them because you are an industry person who sees the big picture in business. Now, Microsoft did this in 2016, starting mm. with Quantum Break. It was the first big Xbox title launching day and date into PC and, of course, on the Xbox One consoles. And it, a lot of people got in their feels. What do you mean? No exclusive, mm -hmm. no exclusive. And a lot of people still to this day say that Microsoft doesn't have any actual <laughs> exclusives because you could play it on PC, which I find to be hilarious. <laughs> um, but Nixus obviously was announced July 1st, mm -hmm. and they are a studio that is not going to be making their own games. No, folks, Nixus are master designers of bringing products to PC, and it appears that, in fact, is what's going to be going on. So, obviously, hearing from Lance McDonald, who is, is, is accredited within the community of data mining, uh, and, of course, I'll start first with our esteemed guest, is this a big surprise that we're going to start seeing a lot of these big titles? I mean, you, you, you know, we talked about it in the green room. Horizon Zero Dawn made bank for Sony. And I think to leave that kind of money on the table, Benji, is foolhardy considering that they could use all of this new money with older titles to get new studios, to mm -hmm. fund newer projects, to take a little bit more risks in projects that they might have passed on because these listen uh, you know it yourself one of uh sony's games you're talking they're they're getting in the realm of big budget hollywood films oh yeah huge budgets on some of you know so are you surprised by this and should we expect again i don't know when day and date is going to happen that could be 10 yeah. years from now but PlayStation likes money, like most corporations. Are you surprised by this um, data miner, Lance McDonald's report? No. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot there, a lot of great points. You know, one thing, just to kick it off to kind of early what you were talking about, you know, a lot of people forget now because we're so used to it, but how controversial it was when Xbox first started bringing oh, their dude. games to PC. Yeah. Like now, you know, we're very used to it. It's been happening for several years now. It's not a big deal. But when Microsoft first announced and started doing this, you saw all over the place, even within the Xbox community, people being like, well, why am I going to buy an Xbox now? I can just get everything on PC, et cetera, et cetera. And you see people start to make these same kind of statements now about PlayStation. Well, if these PlayStation games start coming to PC, what's the point of getting console? You see that pop up all the time. What, what I can tell you from research and from tons and tons and tons of stuff that has been done out there. There's not a lot of evidence that games putting a game on PC would harm console sales in any way, shape, or form. The reality is, is there's not a lot of overlap there. There just isn't. Now, is there hardcore PC gamers 
that are also big console players, of course, right? You're yeah. always going to get some overlap in any of these things. But the reality is, is the bulk of people that go out and buy consoles, there's a reason they buy consoles. They want that ease of access. They just want one machine that they just hook up. They put a disc in, they download whatever. They don't want to piece it together. They don't want to worry about parts becoming obsolete. None of that. There, there's a huge chunk of people that only play on console that will only ever play on console. I don't think you lose really any hardware sales putting games on, on PC, or if you do, it is such a minute amount, but what you gain is huge amounts of revenue and profit, right? Yep. We saw, for example, with Horizon Zero Dawn, let's look at it from Microsoft's perspective. Uh, Xbox is now literally without question, one of the biggest publishers on Steam by far one of the biggest they are one of the top publishers on steam and sales when you look at what sea of thieves has done when you look at what halo master chief collections done when you look at what forza horizon 4 has done it, their games they put it on steam it's a big success and that's with keep in mind their games being available on game pass via pc that's so right if you're sony if you're sony and you see all this money being generated it, it's really hard to ignore now it's hard for me to envision, even still, it's hard for me to envision Sony specifically putting like their big single player games day one on PC. I still don't think that we see that for some time, uh, just strictly single player stuff. I would not be shocked, however, if you see them do a multiplayer or a games as a service first party game on PC day one. That would not shock me at all. However, like the Met next mainline, you know, God of War, I just can't see that happening day one. Um, one thing I can say is that I am aware of PlayStation first party games that were designed with PC releases in mind from a very early stage. So this is something that within Sony, it is, it is a known thing. It is a known thing. Hey, we're putting more of our games on PC. It's going to happen. Make sure that you start to tailor your games with that in mind. Um, but day one, I think on most of their big games is still a bit further out. I can't see that. Honestly, I don't even know if they do that this generation for the single player stuff. Multiplayer stuff's a bit different, but yeah, it's hard to say no, right? Hard to say no whenever you see how much money can be made there. Yeah, you know what? I agree. Um, now, the one thing that we can say about Sony uh, proper, uh, SIE for PlayStation, is that they don't normally make a lot of multiplayer games uh there is one that is game, changing though i can tell you that yeah, yeah, yeah it is changing and there's one time. particular game that i think is going to come back in a big way that could logistically see day and date releases and that is socom uh mm. socom has been rumored for quite some time to be in active development again folks no confirmation complete rumors uh that seems like a game that if Sony did bring back, first of all, the masses would be cheering in the, oh, it, yeah. it, because they love who doesn't love SOCOM third person shooter, team based shooter. It was fantastic back in the days. And it's one of those IPs you'd love to see come back. But with that said, if it turns out that it's, you know, a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Well, it would be ridiculous to think that you're going to get a one-to-one -one like a Breath of the Wild 2 with whatever Switch is out there, right? Because it just isn't going to happen. But if you open that up to PC day and date, my God, you'd have a lot of sales because people would be like, well, I couldn't find a PlayStation 5, but I do have a PC that could run it and play it there. So that might be one of those few instances 
where mm-hmm. multiplayer would come into the conversation and be like, yeah, you know what? It makes sense to um, release this day and date. But the single player games, I mean, like, for instance, God of War PC, folks, that's that's happening. Maybe yeah. that happens closer to the release of the new God of War that's coming out well, next year. Corey, Corey's already said plenty of times. And yes, really Corey Bar- Barlog, friend of this show. Uh, Put it this it, way. It's you'll, you'll probably see every single first-party PlayStation 4 game on PC. Probably every single one. Yeah, yep. I agree. I agree. And I say, I, and you know something? If you're against it, why? You know, all it is is going to bring revenue for Sony. And we know that right now, currently, uh, as a corporation, uh, Sony's bread and butter is is PlayStation. Uh, the movies are making some of the animation department specifically is making money for them. They, you know, they've lost a lot of money in the film aspect because of COVID, but their TVs aren't selling. No one's buying Walkmans anymore. You know what I'm <laughs> saying, right? So it, 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 it's really PlayStation that's making the money for them. And you, if you want them to continue to spend $50 million on The Last of Us Part 3, which is probably what it's going to cost to make that game if they make it, or the more. next whatever... It's you, you're going to need them to get money from somewhere else. And uh, and again, folks, this this, this why some, some people, Benji, may ask, why is this happening? Well, mm. I point the finger at the community uh, because we know and from a numbers point of view, uh, let's say, for instance, uh, Spider-Man 2018. Now, let's just say for shits and giggles, they're at 25 million copies sold, which is amazing. Right. Like that is uh, no, no, no pun intended. If it's if they're at 25 and I'm, the number might be higher or lower. That's fantastic. But when you have a community of 114 plus million consoles, in the big picture, they're just not doing as well with their 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 you know single player games that are exclusives. The community isn't coming out. It's usually about 15 percent, 15 to 18 percent of the community that buys these games. So if you want to know why their games are seventy dollars, it's the community's fault. You didn't go out and buy all these games. And th- and that's their bread and butter. Their, their first-party games are where they shine, and the community isn't supporting them because they want to play all of the third-party stuff on those. And, and that's because of the 85-plus percent that is the normies that buy their console. That That's the reality. Mm-hmm. 15%, 15 to 19% of the community are the hardcore, like us. Same thing for Xbox. Um, but... Let's bring Kay Asante into the conversation. Kay Asante, this, I mean, you're a PC guy. You have a you have a nice PC. Uh, I'm a gamer. I'm not a PC guy. I oh, play oh, wherever oh. the games are. Yeah, but you but but you know what? You may, but but that that is selling yourself short because the conversation you brought to the table, the tech mm. talk mm-hmm. when you, w- w- with Valve's thing yes. blew yes, me yes. out of the water. So I was like, this guy <laughs> is a freaking brain here. So you it's may not be a, a P- you might be not be a PC guy per se. Sure, sure. But you, but but is this surprising that we're going to see, like Benji said, potentially most or all of the mm. PlayStation Four games make it over to PC? You know, it, it's really interesting. <laughs> it, it's really funny. Um, first off, let's just get this out of the way. Having these games go to PC changes nothing. Right. Benji right rightfully points that out. He has all the research. He has the detail. It changes nothing. If nothing else, if if anything else, it actually helps them because Mm -hmm. uh PlayStation is gonna play kind of fast and loose with all of this, right? They're not gonna put everything there day and date. Maybe you get your uncharted uh one uncharted to entice you to then go buy a PlayStation for the next one because it'll take a while for the next one to come. Mm -hmm. They're trying to to do that, you know. And and what was it? It was Sean Layden that said a while ago 
that budgets are getting too high. You yes. want the crazy AAA games, the budgets are getting too high. Mm-hmm. Now you have two choices. You cut the budgets a bit, make it a bit more, you know, manageable. But that's not what everybody wants. Everybody wants The Last of Us Part Three, where you can, <laughs> you know, point out every blade of hair on on the screen. You or know, blade of grass or blade of grass on the. <laughs> that's right. You know, exactly. And to do that, they need a lot more people purchasing, right? And a lot more people purchasing means more than the platform that they have currently, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. When Xbox announced this years ago, I was like, woohoo, that means I'm playing there. And then I go to my office and I'm playing here. My save carries over and I'm playing <laughs> yes. on my phone. It's just more for me. You know, when Halo Infinite shows up, I'll probably be playing most of the time on the here, not because I want to play it on my PC, but first off, I, I work a lot and this is my office. And secondly, I have a 21 by 9 inch screen. So nice. it'll be beautiful over here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't awesome. mean I'm not playing it on the Series X. <laughs> Doesn't mean I won't play it on, on Little Man <laughs> when, 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 when the time comes, you know. It's just more options for us, right? There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I love uh, Horizon, the first Horizon. I'm playing that on my PC. I beat it on PlayStation 4, you know. And when I got a pretty decent beefy PC and I wanted to test out some benchmarks and whatnot, I bought that game and I'm testing it out on that game. I love that game. Can't yeah, wait for too. the next one, you know. None of this is bad. You know, absolutely none of this is bad. What it seems to be unfortunate is that folks folks get a little bit too riled up and they get all in their feelings and all of a sudden they, they wrap it up in their in their own like like their 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 identity becomes all oh, you know all and that's just unfortunate. It's kind of sad, you know. I play where the games are. I yes. have a pretty decent PC, but I game most often on my Xbox because I'm a, a an offset controller kind of guy. Doesn't yes. mean I don't like the, the dual sense. I think it's a great controller. You know, I have like many controllers from many different platforms and many different games. You play where the games are, you know. I have VR, I'm a big VR guy. I love VR, you know. Yeah, uh, I will I will it's throw not a little many shade of us. The I'm PS. with you. No, <laughs> no, there are right many there. of us. Yeah. I love the VR. Love I it. will throw a little bit of shade at PlayStation because their PSVR was crap, but that's neither here nor there. Hopefully, PSVR 2 is amazing, and I will be there first <laughs> yeah. day. Well, the you know, controllers look good. The games. I will say yes, that. the controllers are up yeah. to snuff for sure. Yeah. So it gives me hope. You know, uh, yeah. one thing I'm sad is that Microsoft isn't isn't heading there, but maybe they will after PlayStation pushes them in that direction. That's West what this is all man. about. There you yeah. go. You yes. know, yes. <laughs> that's yes. what this is all about. <laughs> you PlayStation folks, if you don't, you should like this. This should be great for you because I that agree. means your games will, will be as bombastic as you need them to be. It means they can still afford those humongous budgets that, that you want them to afford, right? Or every time a game comes out, you have to go spend $70 and hope that it, it goes good. You have to spend it like it's your job because otherwise you may not get a sequel to the, <laughs> the game you like, you know? It's unfortunate, you know? Yeah. Uh, the thing that about all of this that really it's a little bit one of those things that make you go hmm <laughs> you know <laughs> like xbox did it and they were they were like just raked over the coals i remember that like for oh, oh yeah. the butt of every joke you know but now the, the conversation changes a little bit <laughs> mm-hmm. you know people are like well you know it makes sense you know they're, 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 they're <laughs> games are, you know yeah it is what it is. I'll leave that out there for y'all to decide what that means. I'll just say to me, it is a great thing. It is a great mm. thing for both Xbox and for PlayStation because every time somebody does something great, it forces the other one to have, even if they don't 
act like they're responding, they will respond. They will respond. Mm. Uh, when, 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 when Nintendo woke up in that morning and they saw that Switch Pro that they didn't make, they were like, "Son, you may not see that announcement." Right? It was just too much. Went up for pre-order. Too much. And and every video said not final hardware. I'm like, "Come on, John. They're releasing it today. Get it out there." You know, come on now. You know, they may not respond immediately. But it's it's pushing all of us forward, you know. I bet you that next that next N Nintendo may not have all the bells and whistles, but it'll have more bells and whistles than it would have had that thing not released and and shown what is possible. This is the world you want to live in. Let them push each other, and you yeah. win, you know. Yeah. And you, PlayStation gamer, should not be all in your feelings and get all mad about it. You still get to play where you play. It won't change anything for you, you know. In in actual fact, it'll make things better for you, you know. So at the end of the day, it, to me, it's just one of those situations where folks just need to calm down. It's not that serious. You know, it doesn't have to be a one versus another thing. You know, mm. if I have any issues, I have I have issues with the way they do business. <laughs> Mag says it all the time. And sometimes I agree that their, their, their business sense tends to be a little too. I don't know how to put it. They, they need to they they. They succeed at the cost of the consumer rather than mm. with the consumer, you know? Yeah. And to me, that sometimes is a little problematic. Doesn't mean their games aren't great. Doesn't mean I won't play them. And wherever they put them will be better for all of us, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Mag, let's grab your opinion. Yeah, but before I do, Flame drops an additional $2 of Jen says, Go Nixus, very valuable studio. Indeed, Indeed. they are. Yep. And our brother, or should I say your that, brother, that was big. the way. Yes, that, that's a that's a big, big pickup for them. Mm -hmm. And like I said, in, in the long run, it's not meant for them to make their own game. It's meant for what they do best, and that is bring games to PC. And that is what we're talking about. Noof Nukem, good friend of this show and good friend of Arnold Schwarzenegger, apparently <laughs> their roommates. If He says this after <laughs> dropping a $5 super chat. says, fantastic panel. Keep up the great work. Boomstick podcast legit because the – Poop emoji is lit indeed, brother. <laughs> and uh, so, Mag, let's. Let, I mean, yes. listen. I, I, I looked up one of the most expensive games on paper on record. This is going to shock a lot of people. So we know that these games are getting to be budgets of. I mean, there are some films that get engrossed by some of these gaming budgets. One of which comes to us. Uh, I'm going to tell you how much it costs to make the game. And you're going to be like, you're lying. Boom. It's the truth. I just looked it up. $80 million. So you say to yourself, that's got to be the last of us too. Negative. Metal Gear Solid 5. Mm. $80 million. That oh, yeah, is, I mean, folks. There's many games that are going over 100 million now. 100 million. Uh, that yeah. is becoming the standard, Benji. And you know that yep. for a fact. And that's that why, is. That's why pretty... Konami went, don't go full Kojima. Yeah, well, I mean, well, now he's going to be Microsoft's problem, but they have money enough for, uh, for or, you know, for the rest of the universe. Um, but um, are, again, are you surprised to see this happening? And And, and more so, the question is, why are PlayStation gamers so against this, Mac? <laughs> I think it's a pride issue. And th that's why I think the gamers are some gamers, not all of them, not all PlayStation gamers. But I think, it, it, you know, they get all in their feels and everything else. I think it's more of a pride thing because they've always been the center of the conversation. So consider 
some of those people feel like they're the spoiled brat of the family. They've always win. They always get what they want. <laughs> they always get the best. And there's only one place to get it. I don't understand it because all those people who play PlayStation, you know, a lot of people that play PlayStation and stuff like that, I got more than you do. And I'm not even considered a Sony fanboy by any means necessary. I'm an Xbox fan. I've had, I have multiple consoles of every single PlayStation. I have thousands of PlayStation games from yeah. one all the way till five. But I don't really care. They could put it in a Tesla for all I care. <laughs> I don't care where you're going to play these games. What is it, Matt? This is tied directly into the last conversation we just had with the last, with Keosante's topic of why the hell do you care where other people get to enjoy their product that yeah, they paid for just like you? Mm. What do you care? Who cares? Where they play it? They play it on a PC. Does it change your experience? Like the other guys in the panel said, no, they don't. It doesn't change anything. You still get to enjoy all your games on your TV, okay, or wherever the hell you're going to play it, and then some guy's going to play it on his PC. What does it matter to you? Actually, you know what? If you're that far up Sony's ass about, uh, you know, where they're the best and all this, you should actually be happy that it's going to PC because then it's going to increase their sales by possibly 5, 10 million copies or whatever. And guess what? That's going to keep the Sony machine running forward and you're going to get bigger and better games coming. Okay? So this is a good move. Obviously, it's a good move. We all know it's a good move. Okay? We all know this. This is a smart business decision and this is nothing new. Okay, but you know how it always goes. You know, Microsoft is always the older sibling that takes all the crap. Okay, you know, the one that stays out late and they get grounded. But then the younger brother goes out and he stays up late and doesn't get grounded because you kind of, you know, you were the path maker. You were the one, you were the trailblazer who had to take all the crap as the oldest sibling, right? That's always the way it goes. Look at Microsoft. You know, they, they, they put um, the, the internet port in the, in the original Xbox. Everybody laughed. <laughs> Okay, then years a couple a year later, whatever Xbox Live came out, everybody laughed. <laughs> right, <laughs> cross gen games. <laughs> Connect. What happens now? The FBI spying on us. What's happening now? Alexa, I how do you make blueberry pancakes? <laughs> right, <laughs> all these things that have happened, Microsoft has done it first, and then of course you know back into the topic, Microsoft starts putting games on PC. <laughs> People laughed. Now no one's laughing because you know what happened is now the other side of the uh, the other side of the pond says, whoa, 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 guys, you know, Jim, Ryan. we all know what Jim Ryan is. He's a numbers man, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. yep he yep. is looking directly at this situation, which is something Benji brought up before. Look at the steam sales charts that have been going on for the last, last uh, couple month, of months. Not, hey, let, let me just jump in for that. The last right. month, the steam, the steam charts that you're talking about. Yep. Four of the top seven. That's right. Were Xbox games, and two of them were the same game. Yeah, well, yeah, with yeah Forza, Forza <laughs> twice, Forza Four and Forza Four Part Two: The Revenge. <laughs> How did well, two Forza games make it in the top seven? It's unbelievable. It's remarkable. And, am I wrong? That that's consistent, right? That's happened a few times already with Sea yes. Thieves and a few other things. That's right. right. You've got, of course, constantly in the top ten, right? And oh, what's yeah. going to happen with Halo? Xbox Infinite? is one of the biggest publishers on all of PC hmm. now. Right, like they okay. they are one of the biggest publishers in and terms of think, like sales they're one of the biggest mm, publishers on pc crazy. right wow. and do you guys think jim ryan's sitting in a log cabin somewhere uh, with a fire and no internet he <laughs> knows what's going on if we see it he's seen it 
Of well, okay. Horizon Zero Dawn, as of March of this year, yes. Horizon right. Zero Dawn had already made 250% positive return on investment. Wow. Unbelievable. As of March wow. of from this PC. year, already just from the PC release, 250%. Wow. increase over their cost of investment so it's like it looks and plays so much better on pc than it does on playstation they're, so they're making so much money from you know yes. older releases right. so yeah. they, they know they know what's going on if we know it trust me they know okay oh, they're yeah. making a lot more than we yeah. are that's what they yeah. do and, and and so they know what's going on so this is a no-brainer for them now there was something else actually that benji mentioned earlier um which actually sparked something in my mind he was talking about how they may release like let's say a multiplayer game day and date. Mm. Okay. Now, if we sit back and think the news we just heard a couple of weeks ago, what is Firewalk Studios working on for Sony right now? Mm, they're the, they are the old Destiny crew, are they not? Yes, they and are. Now they created their own studio, Firewalk Studios, and guess what? So all over the news, they are releasing a PS5 a multiplayer focus game only. Yes. Yeah. Well, it said PS5. I mean, they didn't say anything about PC, but maybe they'll save that for an announcement or something like that. But if they're doing a multiplayer focused, triple A multiplayer focused game by the guys who made Destiny, wouldn't that make absolute sense that that would be their first day and date on PC? That sounds like one. And if if it's so calm, 100%. And then you've got this Nixus crew. Uh, okay, working in collaboration with the Firewalk Studios because you know yes. you know they all work with each other and everything else to get a project out. Okay, this makes absolute sense to me. I think that that might be the first day and date Sony game that comes out on PC. Might be whatever this game happens to be. Now that'll also still give them at least a couple years buffer. Okay, to continuously release the older games as mm-hmm. the Sony heads have already said that they're going to be doing. Remember, they did say yep. that they said we're not releasing new games day and date right now. Yep. But what we are doing is that we're going to be releasing our back catalog, games that have come out a year, two years ago, whatever, and they will slowly but surely start releasing all the Sony legacy titles on PC by the time they're done all of that. Let's say one every six months or something like that, right? By the time they're done all that, then they drop the hammer on this multiplayer game, whatever it happens to be. Maybe it is so calm for all we know, right? That would be the wise move. And then from there, then you can judge to see you know, the trajectory of sales and everything else and see and say, you know what, this is all heading in a positive direction, which I can't see it doing anything but heading in a positive direction. I mean, that's it's a no-brainer, right? Then they have to make that decision, which I'm sure they've already made, okay? We're just <laughs> speculating. But I'm saying maybe, uh, you know, maybe three, four, five years from now, maybe they, maybe they entertain the idea of having, let's say, their first-party games not come exactly day and date, but do as Rockstar does. You know how Rockstar released like GTA 5 in, what was it, uh, September mm-hmm. of 2013. And then in the spring, they released it on PC, right? Uh, they did the same thing with Red Dead Redemption yeah, 1. Yeah, Red same, Dead, same thing, yeah. Right, and they did, exactly. They did the same thing with Red Dead Redemption 2. They spaced it out by about six to eight months, and then they optimized it and released it for PC. Therefore, you got the people who are still going to be buying PS5s for that God of War because you know you're not going to wait eight months. I don't care who you think you are. <laughs> Right. right, you know you're gonna get it, right? <laughs> Uncharted Five. Who's gonna wait? Yeah, right. So they're gonna go. So so Sony is going to maximize their profit by purchasing, uh, getting people to purchase those PS5s, buy those games on the PS5s, right? And then from there, six to eight months, or maybe a year later, whatever it is, uh, then the PC crowd, and you know the PC crowd are very patient. These guys have the patient of saints. I, I don't know how mm-hmm. they do it. They will literally <laughs> sit back and be like. 
oh, it's coming to PC in two years. I'll wait. Yeah. And I'm like, how can you wait? But that's what they do. And they will wait to get that on PC. So now mm -hmm. Sony is basically taking from two pots and getting the boast of bo uh, best of both worlds. And this is an absolute no-brainer to me. It makes sense. And I think it's going to be a very successful move for them because mm -hmm. it's successful for Microsoft. It's going to be very successful for Sony. And which turn, it actually all boils down to a great all-around gaming experience for all of us multi-platform uh, multi supporters. Yeah, no, I I, I absolutely agree. And I, I definitely think everyone is onto something. Dutch, why don't you close out the show, which has been absolutely incredible. What are you expecting the Sony fans, the diehard Sony fans, the, the most vocal Sony fans to say about this? And the question that I had posed in the thumbnail, do you think Sony actually cares? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Short um, and sweet. I love it. Short no. and sweet. I can back that up with data really quick. Yep. <laughs> so Jim Ryan himself, right? Think about how much blowback there was online when they announced like Horizon on PC and stuff. Think about like Twitter went completely nuts. Crazy. All that stuff. Yeah, crazy. Jim Ryan yep. said in an interview, <laughs> this is after Horizon had already come out. They asked Jim Ryan, they're like, so, you know, are you going to bring more games to PC? And he said, we saw no negative feedback to the Horizon launch. So, yeah. <laughs> They there you saw go. no negative feedback. In other words, that's a very small percentage of people that are complaining. They're just very loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, more more to the point. Anyway, what what Benji and Asante was in originally, like the core player base, the actual vast majority of PlayStation players are casuals. Are they going to give a dime as to where that game is releasing? No. Is it on PlayStation? Yes, brilliant. Do they have the top-tier PC to play these games at their best quality? No. Do the vast majority of the market have the top-tier PC? No. So what? what's the problem? <laughs> so, yeah. What is the problem? Unless unless you're... Are you going to be missing out something by trying to play it on PC? Chances are no. You're going to get the best experience on PlayStation 5 unless you have spent a small fortune on the best gaming rig that you can do for PC, which is a re, you, which which the average price is about three grand. If you really yeah. want to, you know, so dial it up. One about yeah. three yeah. months ago, it, it was not cheap, especially no. in the world where chip shortages are happening. They're charging mm -hmm. even more than normal. So yeah, yeah. Again, same, same applies. Obviously, the the hardcore PlayStation players is exactly the same as the PC master race. Like <laughs> yeah, like the vast majority of PC players do not have the top tier rig, <laughs> and that's the same for PlayStation players. Like the vast majority of current PlayStation players do not have a PlayStation Five. It's just the way the that's just the way the market is currently. Of course, that will change over time, mm -hmm. but these releases in time, and again, there is no negative to this at all for anybody. PlayStation is going to make more money, which will reinvest it into more titles, which will get better because of that reinvestment. Those worlds will be bigger because of their increased refinement, thanks to PC on these games, thanks to being able to develop and use more tools to develop and, and uh, optimize these games further to get working better on PC, which then will refer back to these original developers to learn more tricks on, right, okay, we'll refine it to get better performance on PC, we can then backtrack that and get more performance out of these console ports. Then, it in a in a the, the grand scheme, it's going to be best for both worlds that it goes to PC. Regardless, we've seen the opposite effect with flights in. 
Flight Sim mm. is coming out on console, and due to the release on Xbox Series X, you're getting a performance boost on PC that is doubling performance for the release on the 27th, which is nuts. It's actually having the opposite effect. Because they haven't to try and make that run on, P on, on Xbox Series consoles, they're actually able to now get the series consoles running at 4K anywhere between 30 and 60, which is insane considering the PC was struggling to do that with a 3090 card. <laughs> um, but they're also getting 2080 super cards to get ultra everything on PC at a, at a stable 55 to 60 frames, which is what was running at 25 to 30 frames. Mm -hmm. So PC players are going to benefit. But PlayStation players are also going to benefit for this increased refinement on tools, tool sets, performance, etc. across the board. It is a win-win situation for PlayStation fans, and they really need to just dial it down and take like calm down a little bit. It's not a bad thing. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be to the detriment of their games. If anything, it's gonna improve everything all round. That's, that's just it. Yeah. You just need to stop worrying. It's not gonna. It's not gonna. <laughs> cause your games to to be worse it's not going to mean that you're not going to have these exclusives they're still exclusive to playstation it's mm -hmm. just a case of a very small market of and i would say a small because pc or pc gaming in the grand scheme of things is the largest platform you could possibly play on and and i'm not saying because of the type or the performance that you've got on pc it's just the scale of which it can PC gamers anything from card games all the way up to the, <laughs> the top top tier all the way at the top. Like it's so varied. There is literally, and that's what Phil Spencer keeps re reiterating: billions of players worldwide, mm. on yeah, mobile and PC. That is that is as it. And PlayStation will once they've tapped into this PC market, look at this mobile market a little bit more indefinitely because that's another huge huge market that's there to be able to invest or get more return on investments that's all it is it's a business and people need to realize that mm -hmm. yeah no i mean listen everyone had incredible points this has been one hell of a two hours folks uh w three topics one originally written by uh, you know our good brother Asante, and lots of big opinions real quick cerebral uh, cerebral paul that we were just talking about is in the chat and he drops a five dollar super mm -hmm. chat and says thanks for all your support in the accessibility discussion you don't have to fret brother you're welcome here and i got your six right along with everybody on this panel and dj birdo dos drops a very generous ten dollar super sticker with a hippo giving someone a ko i love it so thank you so much for that, uh, that is awesome thank you very much for that listen uh again this has been a great show folks we had over 300 people here and wow. again, yeah, and that's big. Uh, when we're going up against Colt Eastwood, who goes at, uh, live at eight o'clock, Colt's a good friend of this show, good friend of the mm -hmm. community. And obviously, we, it's a shared space, YouTube, right? So, it, you know, we're going to keep putting out the good content. Hopefully, if you missed it live, you'll catch it on VOD, and you're always going to get an incredible discussion. Cameras are a thing now on Double Barrel Gaming. It was highly requested. Uh, obviously, you can see that I grow the mohawk very nice for camera, and I'm always <laughs> nice and shaved to go. Uh, but I want to thank we'll everybody. We've we'll got beards of all variants today as well. Beards yeah, of all, all variants. We have, we have I, the, I got stuff. We have the whole stuff. thing. It's amazing. Yeah, you, 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 you got the don't you got don't shave in two days, and then you go don't, don't shave in two years, which is of course is the wandering Dutch. Yeah, I love this, it. This is the COVID beard. It's a COVID beard. But listen, Benji, thank you so mm. much for coming here, brother. 
I hope you had a good time. You got the golden ticket. We're going to have you back in a future show, hopefully towards the end of the year. Love the energy you bring. Love the knowledge you bring. Tell everyone where they can follow you on social media and potentially check your YouTube channel out. Mm. Well, thank you so much. I had a blast with everyone tonight. Awesome panel. Uh, Had so much fun. Um, yeah, so the, the best ways to follow me are going to be either on Twitter. I'm just Benji Sales on Twitter. That's where I'm the most active. Um, or on my YouTube channel, which is just Benji Sales on YouTube as well. So those are the two best ways to get a hold of me. I'm super active on Twitter, so you can get a hold of me pretty easy on there. And then I, uh, I usually stream on YouTube about once a week. Nice, nice. Well, listen, Benji, it was an honor and a pleasure yeah, to work so with much. you today, brother. And cannot wait for you to come back. Mm-hmm. And, of course, let's continue with... The taskmaster himself, known as Kayasante, who wrote topic number two. Great stuff, dude. Loved the accessibility conversation. I think that it's as much fun as we like to have on these shows. I think conversations like that are needed. And you will find on this channel, on this program, on everybody's channel, more specifically, Wandering Dutch talks about it. Middle-aged Gamer talks about it. You yourself talks about it. It's, it's, an, it's a topic that we need to, as content creators, as voices of the community, to continue to talk about, to make sure that it doesn't fall on deaf ears. And you did an amazing job. Tell everyone. But where they can check your YouTube YouTube channel out, your two weekly shows with your brother from another, and also where can people reach out to you on social media to strike up a conversation? Thank you so much, Boom. Yeah, so I appreciate the conversation, Benji. As I said, I'm a huge fan, so I appreciate <laughs> podcasting with. This is awesome. You know, yeah. you'll see me in your chat next time. I'm always in there. <laughs> I enjoy the back and forth. You know, and my brothers, Mag, Dutch, you guys are always great. Always have great points to bring, so I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Boom, for for, for letting me reach out that that topic. Oddly enough, that's that's the space that I kind of feel comfortable most in. I feel like there's a lot of back and forth, you versus us, and and I kind of feel like that's what the companies use against us. So I I kind of my my voice in this space is to is to redirect your ire to where it belongs and not to your brother. It's usually to those who are trying to fool you. You know, and, and, and <laughs> so so that's what I'm what I'm here for. You know, I'm here to say, you know, lay down your arms against your brother and look at the companies. They might be they might be doing something bad, and you you may need to focus on that. So I appreciate you letting me do that. Um, um, I also we also do that on on the Sunday show. We we enjoy uh, heated heated discussion. We actually had similar discussion on last Sunday's uh, last Saturday show. Forgive me. Um, that is the Gaming Circle podcast that I do with my brother from another mother, Mister Everborn Saga. Who's usually in here, but he's uh playing. He's recovering. He's not feeling well. He's a little day. under the weather. Yeah. Yes. There you go. So, so uh, this Saturday you'll catch us. We 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 had a little bit of uh, some 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 Riley uh, PC talk last week. <laughs> so we'll see where that goes this week. Uh, on Thursdays we also do a, a show on his channel called On the Real. That is the movie and and TV show. Uh, um, podcast, and you will start seeing some guests from the community join us. We're we're in the mix of trying to get some other folks, uh, more 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 voices in there, and a lot of slanderous talk on that show. Uh, if you didn't like, <laughs> well, ba- I mean, if you like Batman, I apologize. Last week. It, it, hashtag yes. King of Slander is. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you're, I'm born the slanderous up. saga. You know, when when he's not here to defend himself, I need to I need to put him out like that. So, <laughs> it, please join us. Join the chat. You know fight him because i can't do it by myself appreciate you appreciate y'all coming in but you know you can find me 
name change because PlayStation does not like my 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 handle. So it is now TKO Asante everywhere on Xbox, on PlayStation, on Twitter. And I appreciate y'all joining us. And uh, we'll we'll have uh, we'll have have doing this again. So thank yes, you very much. Yeah, yeah, we certainly will. Uh, next up, middle-aged gamer guy, the yes, loudest sir. man of Canada. So much so that he might actually cause an avalanche, but not <laughs> last winter because they didn't get any snow in Canada, which was very strange. Uh, yes. Middle-aged gamer guy, tell yes. everyone about what other shows you're on, and more importantly, where could people potentially strike up a conversation, and if they're not listening, get their eardrums blown out. Well, thank you guys for, uh, for a great show once again, panel, chat, and of course to our special guest, Benji Sales. It was an absolute honor to finally be able to do a show on <laughs> with you. I could tick it off the list, and uh, <laughs> it was wonderful. But uh, guys, yes, you can uh, reach me at the Middle Age Game Guy. That's with a G-Y at the end on Twitter, of course, on the PlayStation 5 and on the Xbox Series X. You can follow me at all one word. All capitals, because I don't know how to be quiet. I am the mag. That is with two Gs, of course. Uh, every Monday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard, you can find me right here on Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick XL and friends. And, of course, Tuesday nights, 10 p.m., you can find me on Gaming After Dark with none other than Noof Nukem and Titan Drago for some rated R gaming goodness. So that's uh, every Tuesday <laughs> night. And also, um, I, I, I sent out a link to some people. I wanted to see uh, what we were doing with Pulse Music Media, by the way. Uh, we did our last, uh, the last video that was done was, um, of course, Memories of Mother from God of War. Uh, the music video that was done. Um, it's really, really, really good production. I thought it was a great thing. But we have more coming in the fall. So there'll nice. be a lot more uh, music. Uh, music and gaming will be uh, coming in the fall. And like I was saying before, I know on uh, on uh, YouTube is starting to pick up. TikTok's got over 200,000 subscribers now. Wow. So uh, it is starting wow. to move. And uh, it's doing something. So we're really, really proud nice. of the work that's being done there. And uh, anyways, guys, I'm not going to hold you up any longer. Everybody <laughs> have a wonderful evening. And we'll see you all next week. Well, thank you, brother. Definitely appreciate it. And the Wandering Dutch, uh, newest addition to primetime gaming, and it's a good one at that. Not only are you an incredible member of this community, you're celebrating your show's one-year anniversary with, a, with I think, a total of 23 uh, panel members uh, between the, <laughs> what's already on the panel and the people that are going to be dropping through, and the, and the list is stout. Uh, everyone that you know and love that we all watch are going to be popping in there to show to give you know show their support. Tell everyone about that particular event happening this week. I think it's this Thursday. And also, where could people reach out to you and potentially get some beard tips for the best beard <laughs> in the business? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you again. The awesome panel and awesome chat. And again, Benji, it was a, it was a pleasure meeting you, brother. Yeah, thank uh, you so much. Been following you for quite a while now, and uh, it's I, really I hit all y'all with the follow. I followed y'all back. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thank you, Benji. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. <laughs> no, absolute pleasure. Like I say, I've uh, been following your work for quite some time, and it's uh, it, it is great to see because I'll um I work in in sales, high up sales. So Ooh, I love I love yeah. statistics. Yeah. I love statistics. <laughs> no, it's, it's great to see. It's great to see. Yeah, I appreciate that kind of stuff because it does, it gives you a, a kind of a better understanding as the market overall and, and mm -hmm. how things are performing. And people need to understand as well, as as Boom mentioned very early on there, uh, sales do matter. And the more sales, the more chance you have of getting these sequels. You need to buy, you need to invest. So statistics do matter in the grand scheme of things. So appreciate your work. Um, absolutely awesome to have you on and, and create a panel with you. Awesome. Um, 
Aside from that, you can find me on Twitter at Wondering Dutch and at YouTube at Wondering Dutch as well, uh, where we host the Midweek Mixer podcast uh, usually every Wednesday. However, uh, an exception this week because it falls exactly on the one year uh, on the 22nd of July um, to when we started the Midweek Perfect. Mixer podcast. Um, so we've changed it just to Thursday for this week. Um, but as, uh, as we stipulated there, 16 guests uh, from throughout the community, and you will know them all. Um, some of your favorite podcasts, uh, hosts, and community members have joined us. Uh, the reason we've got them in primarily is these have really helped cement and uh, build on the foundations of, of where we come from. They've supported us and helped us grow as a channel as well throughout our first year. Um, so it was only right to get those all in. Um, or as many as possible <laughs> possibly fit into that uh, anyway, to help us celebrate because it's 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 them that also should be celebrating um, kind of what they've helped build as well through their support over the last 12 months. Um, so I hope everybody enjoys it. That is at uh, 3 p.m. Uh, sorry, 2 p.m. Eastern. I need to keep remembering that for daylight saving time. Uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, 7 p.m. UK. Um, and that is again on Thursday. Uh, again, thank you to everybody in chat. You've been absolutely amazing. Uh, mm -hmm. We shall see you all again next week. Well, thank you, brother, for that. And, of course, I want to thank everybody that came in today. Again, almost over 300 people here, which is huge. Uh, and, of course, I want to thank the Super Chats that came in. Uh, unbelievable generosity. And uh, this week you're going to get a chance to see those Super Chats and where they, where they go. Uh, Mrs. Boomstick uh, is her idea. We're doing this week on Tuesday and Thursday uh, for the Xbox Tractor Podcast Christmas in July. She has donated, folks, $350 of her own money she bought. And what we're doing is we're giving away three monster gift cards per show, which is th Tuesday and Thursday. And all you got to do is get into the chat. I'm going to put the hashtag to, uh, to, uh, to, 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 you know, to tweet. And when you tweet it, she'll be doing the pics. Uh, she's on vacation this week. It's a hundred dollar gift card for you to go and buy your own design labs controller, which I did this week. Ooh. I made a, I made a banjo kazooie controller, which nice. looks dope. And uh, so it's one 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 hundred dollar uh, gift card for the Microsoft Store per show, and then she added bonus content to it, uh, another fifty and another twenty five per show, and that's all out of her money, her pocket to give back to the community because you guys and gals do so much for us. And a total of three hundred and fifty dollars, and all you got to do is be in the chat retweet that hashtag which i will give you and by the third topic of each show we're going to pick a, three winners and those codes will be sent to you as soon as the show is done and all you gotta do is be there folks anyway listen thank you again for supporting double barrel gaming thank you for tuning in for tonight's show if you enjoyed it hit the like button if you enjoyed it more so than that retweet this on social media let people know that we do this each and every monday and where they can support double barrel gaming and we'll see you next week